Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. Good morning. Hey. Is you busy? Always. I know, always. Same here. You have a second there? Yeah, if you want to ask me something, yeah. Because I tried to call back last night, and I guess you were too wrapped up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt you. Hmm? You, what? Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that. If I'm, yeah, because you said that you tried to call. You tried to call a couple times this morning, but I was talking to some lady in uh, Missouri. Yeah, you know, I can tell when you're on the phone. Because yeah, it's got I, Yeah. Yeah, it's got that weird beat, so I try to hang up before it's disturbing you. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure that you got the stuff on the on your email from me, if you had had a chance to check that. And then I did find a link that you can find my Facebook uh, cover page. And unless you have a Facebook, you won't be able to friend me. So I don't know if you have a Facebook yourself yet or not, but you can at least see my cover page. And I think that link will show you enough, you know, I, I'm not sure what you'll find when you open that link, but it'll be my cover page. Okay. And all that's in your email. All right. And um, as far as um, the advice I'm looking for, is, I've sent letters, emails, phone calls. I mean, I've been in very much active and um now I'm ready for notice and claim and that's the stuff I'm looking for assistance with notice as in probably the um the judge because that's the one that uh, made the sentence that put her in prison and as I mentioned yesterday she she quoted a statute and a code that said she does not have the power to you know, do anything about it now, which that when I looked at that, I looked it up and that's not what the statute says. So I wrote her back and I said, it seems as though the, the statute has these words and I quoted the words that I found in there and I said, it looks like you, you, it, you do have the power. So I'm waiting, you know, and that was like last two weeks, uh, almost two weeks ago. So I just don't know which exactly step to take next, but I have documentation and phone calls and and letters and responses. I mean, I've got a, a bundle of stuff to to go in as a, I guess, an exhibit or yeah, exhibits. When you have the time, it doesn't have to be immediately, but she is in isolation again. And that, to me, is one of the most cruel and inhumane places for someone who has done no harm to be at such a young age. So uh, health is kind of urgent for her right now. She has certain health issues that's occurred since she's been incarcerated and 
health issues that's not been addressed since she's been uh, before she was incarcerated. This this facility has a class action lawsuit on it right now because of um, medical um, negligence and abuse going on with the, some of the staff and situations going on with the other girls. It's kind of a icky, one of those icky places you see in movies. Well, yeah, they didn't want to make it nice for her because they wouldn't want her to come back. That's what we did anyway. That's what the general, that's what the general population thinks, but um, there is a little bit other side to it than just that. And I agree that part too, but I think it's uh, a little bit over, overkill at this point. It's truly. As in Gus's case, and I don't know really anything about it except that once you have a felony on your record, it doesn't matter if 20 years go by, you are still unable to just live freely and pursue your happiness. He was doing nothing wrong when he got stopped and is facing serious charges, um, jail time now or prison time. That to me needs to be a little bit, you know, on an individual basis. That's a whole different other story, and I'm not really trying to get into that at the moment. That's another part of my mission. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I said, I, it's funny, just like um, when that man, um, what was his name? I can't remember his name. It was, it was a simple name, like Ben or something like that. He was an Indian up in uh, Canada. I forgot what kind of Indians they have up there, but he was an Indian. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, if you listen to the um, uh, Kelowna, I was up there in some town called Kelowna in British Columbia. And uh, his wife wasn't up there, but a good friend of his wife was up there. And, um, oh, his name was Jake. That was his name, Jake. Okay. And uh, and it's so funny. Before he was, he was 54 years old when I saw him last year. And he, he had to go to jail for, I think it was eight months. I think it's eight months that he was, he agreed to go to jail for eight months. And, uh, what's funny is, he said to me, he said, call, he says, I, I went to the, the jail in Regina last time, and, uh, he said it was cold, it was wet, it was damp. He says, I slept on like this slab, and, mm-hmm. and it was very painful, and I was, my body always ached. He said, that was years ago when I was younger. He said, I'm 54 years old. He said, there's no way in the world. Yeah. He said that I, I could survive it. He says, Carl, I, I, don't, I don't know what I want to do. You know, he was like talking like suicidal. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's psychologically really not healthy. Sorry. Go ahead. That he didn't want to go back. That he did not want to go back. You know, it's, it's funny. Because I, I could just tell him, you know, him he was really upset. Yeah. And, uh, well, the work will take a ride, and the truck will go right around your phone. I mean, I got like thousands of days here, so he lifts those right around. I said, oh, show me the, like the watering hole that you made. Like, you know, in cattle lifts. Show me what you got going on. So we just drove around, and I said, look, do you know, like, the accommodations last time? He said, no. I said, would you rather stay in a much nicer place? He said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, I'll write a letter for you. So it was so funny when I did the Kelowna show, uh, the lady didn't want to be on camera. 
So well, you hear me talking, but you don't hear her talking. But you can see I'm talking to somebody in the audience. Mm-hmm. And the lady asked the, um, Jason to just take her out because she doesn't want, you know, the government, you know, she, she doesn't want no involvement. So, you know, some people are just paranoid like that. Oh, yeah. So uh, I said, so, you, you Jake's, you know, you, you, your friend is Jake's wife. You know, she's a white woman. I said, you're her friend, right? Yeah. So I tell everybody how Jake's doing. He's like, oh, Jake doesn't want to come home. He's like, what do you mean Jake doesn't want to come home? Tell him why. He said, well, he's like at a five-star, you know, resort up there in the prison. He gets to eat four meals a day, and he get to order whatever he wants. If he wants lobster, he can order lobster. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So no, wife, that's not... Mm-hmm. His wife was getting pissed that he didn't want to come home. <laughs> you know, like he wasn't fighting anymore. He wasn't fighting, like, trying to appeal anything. He didn't want to over- get it overturned. He was very happy where he was. I said, look, Kate, I'm going to write you a lovely letter to the warden. To the man who's going to have you in custody, you know, you and he's going to, you know, have a very valuable piece of property there in yeah. his possession. So we're going to write a really nice letter, and he's going to take really good care of you. He's going to take a lot better care of you than he's ever taken care of you before. <laughs> and I said to him, um, before he left, I said, I said, believe me, you know, it's going to be fine. So it's funny, his, uh, I dropped him off at the uh, at the courthouse. Him and his brother and me were up there, and some other guy went up there with us. Um, just just somebody who listens to my show, who I got him out of trouble too. Everybody else went to jail with him, so he gave me like a free ride from like halfway across Canada. And uh, what was funny is um, he was, you know, he was sad, you know, going into the big, you know, look the SWAT looking black van to to be processed to the jail, and. Uh, <laughs> They, but, they, but by the time uh, I said, everything's going to be fine, man. You're going to see. And everybody thought I was going to come there to save him so he didn't have to go to jail. Right. I said, no. He made an agreement. He has to live up to it. He said, you know, he, he did this right before he met me. You know, he he, he pled out. He made, made an agreement. He should do the jail time. So he's going to have to fucking do it. So he's got to keep his work. But, you know, you can set the terms and conditions on how you want to be kept. And like, he forgot to do that. I said, well, I'm going to do that. Wow. So, yeah, when he, uh, just because you said you're going to take a trip to the Bahamas doesn't mean you're going to live in a ghetto. Exactly. You exactly. Know, how long, you know, what accommodations I'm expecting when I get there. You know? So, uh, <laughs> when we were leaving, um, Kelowna, because he went to jail, so as far as I was concerned, my job there was done. Right. So we were going back to uh, uh, Alberta, back to Calgary, and uh, and by the time we were start driving down the road, he said he, he called me up, and he said, "Oh, my brother is uh, they, they processed him, and they said he's in this fucking like superstar five star suite, and they said he could order whatever you fucking want, and uh, he just has to be back like at his cell by like ten o'clock at night." Yeah. Well, that that obviously is Canada. I don't know about the U.S. here. It's That's weak. because you never you just never wrote them a letter explaining to them that you know what they've got in their possession. Well, I want to because she's having full blown panic attacks. She's losing her hair. Um, she's getting a twitch in her eye. I mean, it's just it's gotten pretty bad. 
since she's been there, it's almost two years now. Yeah. And so I either this is really going to turn her around or she's just going to come out and just do the same crazy shit again and blame it on her prison time. Well, I don't know because that's where I said I feel a little bit differently about why she's in there in the first place. Um, I think no because she's agreed to go to the two-year program in North Carolina still. That's a rehab center that takes only serious applicants because it's free and they don't take just anybody. And I had um, the paperwork, and I still do, that they're waiting for her like any time she's released to take her in for a two-year program. And after that, it's she can stay for another 18 months in sober living, and she's definitely agreeing to go to that. All I have to do is get her there. Yeah. Well, it's just like Dean Clifford. He, um, I'm pretty. Uh, he's back in. He's back in prison. I heard. I'm not on the calls very much, but I did see that somewhere. Oh my God. Yeah, but he belongs there because he couldn't keep his word. Ah, uh, I see. No, he it's. There. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's kind of cruel. Like you could say, well, I said that about your daughter. She gave him their word. She do something. She didn't do it. She's going to do the whole term now. And it's like, well, let's not fix Well, you're going to learn that you're going to have to keep the word. And your yeah. mom and dad, it's okay to tell people white lies. No, it's not. You know, and it's yeah. like, well, it hurts the feelings. Well, you got to get used to your feelings being hurt because when they put you in a cage, you're going to be drinking brown water. Definitely. Know that, that's ridiculous. Call. Let people tell, tell white lies. Oh, really? You realize what the judge is going to do? You realize what society's going to do to you because you're white lies. Oh, well, it didn't really hurt nobody. Oh, really? Okay, well, you gave them your word. You didn't live up to your word. They're not your mommy. They're not your daddy. They don't have the fucking feelings. They're going to look at the book and say, mm, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Uh, you know, you're going to give you three years to five years. Yeah. They don't care. The book doesn't care. They they don't care, I know. And they don't it's see not- all the variables that a parent or a, um, that we know all the other situations, yeah. It's not they don't care. Yes, they do care, but the book tells them this is what I got to do, and I just got to do with the book. I got to yeah. throw the book at them. You see that? I got to throw the book at them. Yeah, you're right. It's... Somebody's got to be the executioner. Somebody's got to chop your kid's head off. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't kill my kid. Don't chop my kid off. Your kid killed this other person, so you know we got to chop her head off. Well, don't kill her. She's very lovely, and she just has problems. Look, I don't know how, where you come from, but this is judiciary. This is the Jewish fucking eye for eye, tooth for tooth. You said it. You didn't do it. We got to execute. Sorry, there's no forgiveness here. Mm-hmm. Judiciary. <laughs> Even if you, so. I mean, oh, she, they're going. They're going Bible on us. You know, if people don't realize you live in a Judeo-Christian land. Well, now you're finding out. There's no doubt about it. This is a Judeo version that you're seeing right now. What's happening? No mercy. But do you, you agree know? that if this is true? The, some of the things I'm finding out, when they sign certain paper that give their signature, there is something in there that says they agree to be researched on, basically. And that is something that's not widely known when you're signing these papers. Have okay, you well, because you don't know, because your mom and dad didn't tell you the difference between being a legal person and being a man. Right. Tell you a legal person. You know, you, you're falling into and under the control of the judiciary. You're falling under the old Jewish rules. 
There's mm. a lot of good benefits. There's a lot of wonderful benefits for being a legal person. You get to open up bank accounts. You get to get credit cards. Yeah. You get to get mortgages. If you're not a legal person, you just want to be a man of God, that's fine. But you're going to have to earn it all on your own. Like me, I've never had a credit card. I've never taken out a loan. I asked my uh, buddy who works at the bank the other day, do I even exist? And he says, no, you don't even exist. Hmm. So there you go. I'm not a legal person in that world. And and you're traveling without passports and everything? I have a passport, but I have never borrowed any money, so I'm not within the banking world. I'm oh, not yeah. In the fin- okay. I'm not, I don't exist in the financial world. Okay, okay. I exist in the commercial world. Well, that's just, cool. I like the sound of that. I, I pretty much am there well, myself. Yeah. You all said you taught your daughter to be in the legal world. You had her be a legal person. You've taught her since this little child that it's okay to be a legal person. <clears throat> Only because I myself didn't know the difference. But now that I do, I'm trying to share busy, with her. Right. You were busy being the best, uh, you know, whatever. You were the best at, you know, doing verbal culture or doing, uh, you know, sign language or, or, you know, botanist, whatever you were into. You spent your time learning how to do that. You never learned, you know, how to handle when you go to court. You never understood. Right. You didn't learning that. And you I'm, I'm inexperienced. Right. So obviously you go to work in the corner. So it was not your concern. Say that again. So, I missed that last part. Obviously. No, think realizing how important it is now. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and they say sometimes the, the best way to learn is through the hardest hit. But my my real concern right now is um, about the health. Um, and someone as young as that going in, they don't really know consequences at 17. So oh, what's the mind going to be when she gets out? What's the no, mindset? No, no, no. I, I knew at 14. Oh, I knew at 14. That's what my mom's dad explained exactly. It's illegal. That's illegal. Yeah, no, 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 no. You can't blame an operation. You gotta blame it on the parents. The parents didn't teach it. And then if you didn't know, your parents didn't teach you. So you blame mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And on and on and on. Until right. wherever it started, yeah. Because, believe me, if you live in Saudi Arabia and you're not wearing your burqa, or you're in Saudi Arabia and you think you're driving a car and you don't think you're gonna be executed tomorrow, I don't wanna hear it. Are you from Saudi Arabia? Yeah. You not know the rules. Well, uh, yeah, I kinda think that the women can't drive cars. Yeah, well, you kind of think, well, you know. What is your mom? Your mom didn't tell you? Yeah, well, you know what? It doesn't matter. You're going to die. Hmm. Well, that's not fair. Just this society, and that's the culture, and that's the land you live in. You you were led to believe that you live in a legal land, and you got to do what the legal what the legalese, the law, their laws, the Sharia law tells you to do. Sharia law says you got to wear a parka. Sharia law says you can't drive a car. That's Sharia law. Well, legal law tells you you got to do this, and legal law tells you you got to do that. Legal law tells you all these wonderful things. Oh, yeah. Right. Legal law. So you raise your kids to believe in legalese. The legal law. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. He's ordered to believe in Sharia law. And if she, if she knows that she's not wearing her burqa, what's going to happen to her? She knows what's going to happen if she's smoking dope. She knows what's going to happen to her. My parents told me if you're smoking dope, the only one you got to answer to is mom and dad. 
You don't have to answer to anybody else in society. You just got to answer to me. It's hard separating that because um, I don't know. No one ever knows what someone else will do in the rest of their life. But from some of the uh, things that I've seen going on for her and how she's, you know, matured and changed in there, my guess, my gut feeling is, yeah, she wants to live a, a different life, completely different life before she dies. Yeah. She could be, she could very well be facing, she could be facing death in there. And I really don't want to see my daughter die in uh, the hands of a prison if there's something that we can do. And I certainly, and through this, I have to say, she's very... What I'm saying is you don't want to see her die in prison. Well, she was not alive out in the real world. Oh, no, she wasn't. She was, she was... Gotten pretty bad coded. She didn't, I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, so that's hard to for me to say. The egg comes first. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous, senseless answer on the planet Earth. It's the, it's the most senseless, ridiculous question. The egg. I don't know why people make it seem like it's a tough thing to understand. The egg definitely came first. Yeah. Why? Why did the egg come first? Why did the egg come first? Because, because it's a seed. Do you believe in God? We all came from one. Yeah. What is, what is an egg? It's a single cell. One. Yeah. What is a chicken? Billions and billions <laughs> of cells. What's an egg? A single cell. When it, when the egg divides, what happens? It becomes two, then four, sixteen. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what's a chicken? The egg that split into billions and billions of little eggs. Right, Carl. <laughs> Obviously, the egg is the first unit. Obviously, it's all built on one. Before you get two, you have to have one. Before you get a multi-cell creature, you have to have a one-cell creature. So guess what came first? That single cell. But they try to fucking fuck your people's brains so bad and make you seem like this is the world's most difficult thing to understand. When it's a simple thing to understand, that's how you can tell if nobody believes in God or not. Because we all came from one. One what? Who the fuck knows? Right. That's called faith. That's called belief. That's called faith. Exactly. It's not called religion. It's called faith. It's called belief. And you guys don't have it. When you can't answer that simple fucking question, what came first? The one or the many? Well, I do definitely get that. I really do live on faith. I didn't know. You should have had this understood by when you were a teenager. What came first? A single cell organism, a single cell entity, God, or everything else? God, and that... This is what your secular bullshit society teaches you. They try to get you confused. Over what? Over something that's so fucking simple and elementary. It's scary. But they'll have you guys pondering at the end to get your fucking minds off of the belief of a God so that way they can control you. So then you forget that you're a fucking man or a fucking woman and you're in the image of God. That you're part of the many, not one of the fucking came from the one. You didn't know it. And if I'm how freaking old you are, and I'm telling you, you didn't know it to this day. That's sad. And your daughter certainly doesn't know it. But I do, Carl. You yeah, can... you do because I told you. No. I mean, yes. I agree with I what you're saying I, I about that. I recorded the phone call. And you said <laughs> you didn't know. 
about the chicken and the egg, it was an expression, but I have total belief in God. And well, obviously, more. you because you are nearly all correlates back to the one. The egg is a single one. It's a one that becomes many. It's such a simple question. Like when I was like a kid, somebody said, what comes first, chicken and egg? It's the egg. Like, why? It's one. What means one? How do you have many before you have one? Just like there's one God. How do we have all this without God? How do we have this without one? Well, I'm not, I'm not um, arguing on that point because I know that it comes. There is no argument, ma'am. There is no argument. You either it's a lifestyle and you believe it or you don't. And I do. I live totally on faith. I don't argue this with people. If you believe the chicken came first, or you believe, you don't fucking know. It's because, like you said, it's like that question: What came first, chicken or egg? Like you know, what what is it, lady? Obvious. It's easy. It's right there in front of your face. A two-year-old can tell you. Well, I only but meant that as an expression. As you get older and you get more into this fucking uh, kumbaya crap, they start fucking your brain. One of this, one of these socialist organizations, government fucking style is, you know, like, oh, we're all going to be a colony, we're all going to be collective, we're all going to be fucking making a village together because we're all going to pull together kumbaya crap. No, you're one. And you've got to get your shit tight. Because there ain't nobody else that's going to pull your ass out of this shit. And nobody knows how to do that kind of simple stuff anymore. Everybody's like, oh, well, you got to file and blame somebody. Your parents got to drill it into you. they got to get it through your skull as fast as they can, as quick as they can. If they got to beat it into you, beat it into me. And that's all I said. Thank God he beat the shit out of me to get it into me because I was just a little stupid animal that would be grunting right now on all fours, eating berries and acorns. Mm. What the freaking way if he didn't fucking beat me and make me stand up straight? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Don't slouch, don't bend over, da da da. Make sure you stand up straight, act like a man, da 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 da. Thank God he beat it into me. Because you know what? I would have been a little fat boom with my knuckles dragging on the ground. <laughs> God. Yeah, thank God. I know, I do agree. Yeah, but our society, our culture teaches us to be more sensitive and caring and understanding and concerned. Yeah, right. They're going to slaughter you. They're going to slaughter you with that mentality. They're just building you up for the slaughter. And that's all I'm trying to warn people. They're just building you up for the slaughter. Yeah. Well, They're going to take put you in a cage. They don't give a shit if you drink a brown water. They couldn't give a fuck. It's happening. And you're seeing it firsthand. Like, oh, gee, Carl, I guess you're right. Well, what do you mean I'm fucking right? Well, I don't want to argue the point. Argue what point? You're witnessing firsthand. Your daughter's telling you what's going to happen. If you don't do this, they're going to do that. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. They're not going to give you Disney World. That's a, yeah, they're not going to re- give you rehabilitation. They're there, to make, they're there to take whatever their agenda is to get rid of you. They don't want her to breathe for whatever reason. They're going to make it so impossible for her to get out and do it that, you know, she's going to be there. Like I said, this is what they do to black guys. They keep them there until 45, 50 years old until they can't breathe no more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They, don't, they don't want your kind around. It's just that simple. It's kind of a genocide. Well, eugenics is cool, but yeah, kind of like what you're saying, yeah. Genocide is when when they actually kill you, and eugenics is when they selectively decide who gets to uh, breed, who doesn't, who gets to live, and who don't. Who they're going to help, who they're not going to help. And for whatever reason, they said, you know what, she's not worth helping. They're throwing her under the bus. Okay. Did you say your sister lives in Chesapeake or near Charlottesville? 
And my sister lives in the Colonial Beach. I live uh, not too far away from Charlottesville. I live about 30 miles away. And you are making a physical move off the farm now? No, I'm moving closer to Charlottesville now. I'm, right now, I live 75 miles from Charlottesville. Oh, okay. My family's farm is 30 miles from Charlottesville. You know, Charlottesville was absolutely just beautiful. It was like a little Eden. I wouldn't mind living up there. Yeah. So see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Different strokes, different folks. You know, because I hate it. Well, what we... Yeah, not right in the middle of town, but around the area. Like, Asheville is beautiful, too. It's just too progressive. It's too liberal. It's too kumbaya. I'm just not like that. I'm more of a Davy Crockett, you know. I, you know, I, I got this. I mm-hmm. don't want people around me. I don't want the crowd. I don't want people when it's a time of panic to come look to me and say help because you know what? They don't know how to help themselves. Mm-hmm. So when it's when it's crisis that comes down at Charlottesville, those people are going to be running to some policeman saying help me, help me. And if mm-hmm. you watch the original earthquake movie, the cops all said go help yourselves. We're busy trying to save our own asses. Yeah. Right. So when it's time of pleasure and time of plenty in the time that you grew up, and that's why I said to these these baby boomer kids, I said, I I bet you can't wait for all of baby boomers to die. We're the most self-indulged, most, uh, you know, uh, generation that, you know, you know, it's got to be, it's all about me generation. It's all got to be, we got to do this bucket list. We got to go meet the Dalai Lama. We got to go, uh, helicopter caught ourselves over the North Pole and parachute in our wheelchairs when we're 100. We just got to do it. I said, I bet you guys can't wait for us to all drop dead and die. So that way you get affordable housing. You know, you get a fucking job. I said, I don't blame you. And I said, I'm one of the baby boomers. And I said, I don't blame you, kids. I said, we're the most selfish generation I've ever seen on planet Earth. I said, we are, we are right. And I said, we, we do our fucking children wrong. And said, so we don't teach our children where the fuck. Yeah. We have no clue what's going on. I said, because we called you to death. Yeah. Well, we can see. We can see. It's like an epidemic going on now where people are reaping what they sowed. Yes. They wanted the children to be their friends. And like my dad said, look, there's billions of people on planet Earth that could be your friends. There's only one dad. And I will <laughs> feed it into you, and you will be a fucking man, whether you like it or not. Mm. Very, very strong. Like, when, they, when they said to me my child was born with Down, they just started laughing. They said, what's, what's, you know, what's funny? I said, oh, my God. I'm not, I don't have to bear any liability. What? I don't have to be liable for anything he does does wrong. They, they, they were at the hospital. What are you talking about? I said, oh, okay, if you rape somebody. When he's 17, 18, 19, 30 years old, he mass murders people. I'm not liable. Woo, I'm off the hook. I don't got to make a man out of him. You know, like, what do you mean you don't got to make a man? I don't got to make a man out of him. God fucking did this to him. He said, well, what do you mean? He said, he doesn't have, he doesn't have, he has an extra chromosome, right? Yeah, he's not fucking human. He's not a man. Wow, I'm off the fucking hook. I said, you know how hard it is to raise a fucking man in, in the year 2000? Do you have any yeah. idea what I'm up against? Oof. I said, yeah. holy shit. I said, I thought I was going to have a boy, and I was like, holy shit, I got a boy, and now he's going to have Downs, and oh, now, 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 now I'm off the hook. Because he didn't have Downs. I said, I'm screwed. I said, I got, if, he, if he commits a crime at 17, 18, 20, 30 years old, I got to go to the parents, and I got to fix forgiveness that my son 
did this to your daughter. I said, I got to tell him that I'm such a racist, a lousy fucking man. That it's all my motherfucking fault. I said, now I don't bear any liability, any burden for anything that he does. I said, if he does something wrong, all on God. I said, because I can only raise a man. I can't raise a, some dog or some cat. A dog's going to be a dog. It's going to be a cat. Uh, an individual down is going to be an individual down. Can't make him anything that God got in an art. I can't do it. I said I'm not lying. That's right. That's right. It was beyond your yeah. It was yeah. a different creation. Was, yeah. So I don't have to. They were like, "Holy shit!" I, like, like the stuff you're saying. Like when when he was first born, they were asking me these questions. So like, I believe they were like, "We've never heard anybody talk about you know." responsibilities, liabilities, you know, God like you do. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, well, that's my style. They're like, well, you could sign him away immediately. We'll take him into state custody forever. I said, nope. I said, God never gives me anything I can't handle. And God must think I'm one hell of a tough bastard. Please. Yeah. Some cripples. Good. Hmm. So I got to, God gave me a wonderful death done blind crippled individual that I'm going to have to deal with. I said, please, I got resources. I know what to do. Well, my family for help, the church for help, my community for help, my town for help, my county for help. I know what to do. My parents raised me, right? I'm not saying, oh, well, it's me, well, it's me, what do I do now? What do you mean, what do I do? Mm-hmm. What do you mean, what do I do? I got a billion people behind my back. It's called human beings. I got this coming. What do you mm-hmm. mean, what do I do? I'm not an army of one. I'm not a strong, independent woman. I'm not stupid. I know there's billions of people got my back. I wouldn't fucking be stupid enough to ever say my life, well, I'm a strong, independent man. No, I'm not. There's billions of people every day that get up and go to work to make sure that my life works the way it does. I got gasoline in my tank. I got rubber on my tires. People in Brazil are working to make sure I got my coffee. I'm not an independent. What do you think? I pick up a twig and I go out in the woods and I, and I go forward for my own food? When you hear women saying, well, I'm a strong, independent woman. Oh, really? So you go out in the woods every day and you pour for your food. You make your own clothes out of whatever dead animals you find laying out there in the woods. Is, is that what you do? That's how you're independent? Yeah. Yeah. A whole different perspective. It's the only, it's, 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 when you use the word independent, that means solo, alone. You're mm-hmm. by yourself. It's not a perspective. It's, it's the actual true definition. And they're fucking with your words. Wow, you know what's funny? Hey, they're getting you to believe this when it really means that. Yeah. Yeah, is it just a mind? They're just crossing words with you. It's crosswords. It's a game. It's a puzzle. It's a crossword they're doing to you. They're crossing up your words. They're short-circuiting your brain. Yeah. And you guys are like, holy shit. But Carl explains it. It's so simple. That's right. I'm not independent. I'm not Davy Crockett. And I don't want to be Davy Crockett. <laughs> I love being dependent. I'm a very, very dependent individual. I am so dependent on so many billions of people telling me funny. Yes, yeah, true. I'm very proud, and I'm very proud to be dependent. And thank God the human beings all get together and we fucking help each other. Thank God. Yeah. That we're not independent. That we're not independent. That we don't just fucking do it for our own self selfish purposes and our own self interest. Which is exactly what society tried to teach you with. To be independent, to do it for your own self-interest, for your own self-purpose. And then nobody knows who their neighbors are. 
Catholic society. I, I grew up through the 60s, 70s, 80s. I know yeah. exactly what the agenda was to teach women that they're independent. Oh, yeah. My mom and I but talk about that a lot. But that was when the mom left the home is when a lot of stuff started happening. Mom needs to be home and helping with the kids when they come home from school, making food, making sure they feel, you know, just like a unit, family unit, knowing your neighbors, kids playing together. Mom's left. It changed a lot in America. Yeah, uh, because they, they had an agenda. They, they said, let's, yeah, see we talk. let's see if we can talk with these people. Yeah, I know. And women, and women went right along with it. And they were like, fuck, no, we know what works. Don't fuck with us. And then they were told the women, like, see, they, they know they got it good. They so know was, they got it Was the agenda yeah, money? Is that what you're, do you're, is your feeling the agenda was money for certain individuals? Like bankers? No, just to get rid of you people. It's done. It's done. They're like, you, you, you know, like Canaanites. You, you, you know, you, 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 oh, okay, okay. I, all right, now I'm connected to that. They want you gone. Yeah. They're clown uh, hoppers. You're a clown, you're, they're a clown hopper. You're a frog like. They want you gone. Damn, Carl. Well, you yes. That's what's just, going on. You, they just allow you to live because they say, they, 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 well, we need you to do this performance. Well, slavery, this type of work, then we're, we're some benefit for them like that. But it's no slavery, it's all voluntary. Well, you know what I yeah. mean. Uh, so many yeah. people are caught in these, these lifestyles and these jobs, and they just they feel like they're just existing and they're not having real joy in life. And they're not because they're not out. Um you know, feeling free and then loving each other and caring about your neighbor and, you know, cooking. It's the mass media convinced you people. Yuck, I'm not mass media girl, though, Carl. But I know, I got where you're coming from. I really do. I have. Yeah, the only thing women's asses back in the 70s is there was a whole bunch of older women that would not vote for you guys to have equal rights. Yeah. Guys, oh, we all want you guys to have equal rights. Oh, definitely. Because that way you got to pay child support. That way you got to pay alimony. That way you got to pay just like we got to pay. Well, I'm not about a woman's liver. But what I'm I, saying is, what I'm, I'm saying is, women were smart enough back then because my sister runs a polling. She runs polling stations out here. And she says 80, 90% of people come in are women. Guys don't vote. I said, yeah, because we don't give a shit. We got better things to do. <laughs> And it's like, well, all those women had the opportunity back in the 70s to vote for equal rights, and they all voted it down. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, we're not giving up some good that we've got. They're not stupid. Back then, they weren't stupid. Now they vote, vote for it. They say, you're damn right, we want equal rights. And it's like, oh, good. I hope you women get it. I hope you women get it. She has gone. That way, if you raise your voice at me, at the house, you go to jail for domestic violence. That way, if you raise your voice at me, I could say you're mentally terrorizing me, you're mentally abusing me because you raised your voice at me or you called me a name. Mm. Go to jail too, instead of being laughed at. That's when my, my first wife left a note on my uh, Corvette when I was working in Las Vegas. She said, if uh, you don't get in touch with me, if you don't call me and tell me where the hell you live, she's going to break out every damn window and flatten all the sides on your car. Oh, my God. So I went down to the police department and I said, hey, look, this is a letter I got from my wife on the, that she put on the window. And they said, uh, oh, wow, she's going to flat the tires and bust the windows out if you don't tell them where you live. That's right. I, I fucking don't want her to know where I am. 
I'm done. I'm through. I don't want to deal with the crazy shit no more. She drinks. She does drugs. I'm done. She's a crazy Indian. I just want to be done. And they said, well, what do you want us to do? Well, put a restraining order on her. Just like you put on a restraining order on me. If I left this note on my wife's car, yeah. if she's, I don't want to be with you no more. I want to be let alone. I don't want to tell you where I live. I'm not giving you my phone number. And just let me be. And if I left that note saying, you better come where you live, you better give me your phone number, I'm going to flatten all your tires, I'm going to break out your windows. What do you think you do to me? I said, you'd have me arrested so fast it wouldn't be funny. Mm-hmm. If I threatened I said, now she threatened me. Let's see how she likes it. Put her restraining order on her and go pick her up for communicating a threat. <laughs> Put her, her communicating a threat. And they said, you got a picture of her? And when I saw a picture of her, they just all started laughing. They go, you really want a restraining order on her? <laughs> she's, she's tiny. Mm-hmm. She said, look, look at the size of you. Look at the size of her. And they all started laughing. And then some lady detective came out and said, what's going on? What's so funny? He's like, oh, this guy wants us to put a restraining order on his wife because she threatened, <laughs> she threatened all this window. And the lady's like, oh, okay. So, you know, put a restraining order. I said, yeah, but look at his wife. And, they, and she was like looking at Bandy. And I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I said, well, she communicated a threat. She said, they were like, fine, fine. It's a big, big biker man wants us to put a fucking restraining order on this little, little tiny, itty bitty woman. Yeah, I guess we could do that. You could want to do that? Yeah, I guess we could do that. And I was like, fuck you, because they were laughing so hard, it wasn't even funny. Right. And Damn. She came in and said, I fucking threatened to flat all her tires, break all her hooks. If I wouldn't tell her that she lives, and give me a phone number so that I could call her, you would arrest me so fast. It's like, look at, look at the side of you. But it doesn't matter. It, she only has to take a fucking a knife or a hammer to break all my windows. Yeah. It must be very big to break a car window. No. You have to poking in a fire and it's flat. I said, I'm not saying she's going to attack me. She said she's going to attack the fucking, my property. Property, exactly. But if I said that she, she was going to do that to, 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 to her, oh, you guys have had me fucking locked up here so fast. She said, did you write this fucking letter? Yeah. You're going to jail, buddy. You're going to jail for yeah. a long time. Yeah. You fucking do this. You don't think this. You know, you threaten women like this. Now, fucking time. Like, I don't know where the hell you came from, but, boy, we don't fucking put up with that. She said, if you fucking deal with me so fast, we're funny. Yeah. But she yeah. did it. So, it's the it's society. It steers you people to believe in one thing. When I know if it's not right for a man to do it, it's not right for a woman to do it. Right. No. You guys, you guys don't understand that. You guys look at it. You fucking laugh at it. Though it's funny. You think it's cute. If it's wrong, it's wrong. For a man will do it, a woman will do it. It's the same. It's the same. I say it is the same. It's a threat right. on your property. Shit. Sometimes women are a lot damn stronger and more vicious when they fight than a man anyway. I don't mean, I don't mean that physically. I mean, if, if, it's, if I could go to jail for it, she could go to jail for it. But in this yeah. culture, society, they don't. Yeah. Well, they do more now because they're even taking kids away from moms more than they used to before. You know, it used to only be uh, the, the kid would stay with the mom. But now they're giving the, the kids to the dad more and more. So I think... I don't know. Maybe they are seeing it a little bit more. Well, no, but what I'm saying is that's even worse. See, it's just getting progressively worse. So what? It's the old-fashioned way that moms do this, dads do this, kids do that. And that's it. Now it's getting even worse. 
Now they're getting people to fucking say, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Maybe men and women should be treated equal when it comes to these children. I was like, no, 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 no. No. When my wife would threaten me to break my fucking car windows, no, no woman would be crazy enough to do that shit 40, 50 years ago to threaten a fucking husband. Because you fucking bury it. Now they think they get all mouthy and say, you know what? I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. It's like, bitch, I'm fucking hat. 50, 60 years ago, it's like the guy would just say, the guy wouldn't even have to say it. The woman wouldn't be suicidal to say that to a fucking man. I'm going to do this to you. He threatened the fucking man 40, 50, 60 years ago, he sees you with one dead woman. Now, now, the guy's afraid. He's like, oh, if I do something, I might go to jail. If I hit him, I might go to jail. If I put him in a place, I might go to jail. And people say, well, what the fuck? He says, not to fucking communicate threats and say she's going to break all my fucking windows if I don't give her a phone number. Well, what did they finally do? What did they do? Yeah, yeah. Did they tell? Did they give the restraining order finally? Oh, they were they were laughing to him on the fucking keep the pen on the paper. Oh, <laughs> they were rolling laughing. And the little lady said, I'll, "I'll fucking file a report." The guy's like, "I can't do this. I'm trying. I can't fucking write it." He's like, "Why?" He's like, "It's too fucking funny. I can't do this." Hmm. I go so fucking funny. I'm trying to fill out a fucking restraining order, a fucking a police report. I can't fucking you know. I'm laughing too hard. So like, it's like I'll fucking do it. And then she read it, and she's like, oh, fuck no. She's like, I can't take this serious. It's like a baby in a fucking, in a high chair threatening me. You know, he threatened to throw his fucking pea soup at me. You know, that's communicating a threat. You know, he threw his peas at me, and, you know, and I need you to do something about it. Because I can't touch my three-year-old because you're putting me in jail. So I, I need you people to go run him in and teach him that he can't throw pieces, pea soup at me anymore. They fucking laughed. They said, wait a second. The three-year-old threw his pea soup at me. Yeah, he, threw, he took it on a spoon and he flinged it at me. And look, he ruined my shirt. It's like, uh, right. And you want us to do what? I want you to take an incident report and that the kid assaulted me. And he damaged my property. Okay. Like, you, got a, you got a picture of this kid? It's like, yeah, he's adorable. He's three years old. He's in a fucking high chair. It's like, yeah. The police will say, you've got to be shitting me. It's like, look, buddy. When I spank him, and he goes to daycare, and there's a red mark, and it's behind, I'm going to go to jail. Right? He said, well, yeah, you shouldn't spank a three-year-old. Right. So what do I do when he throws fucking pea soup at me? Yeah, exactly. Give him a good talking to? He doesn't understand English. What do you mean to give him a good talking to? Yeah. He's three years old. He doesn't know the consequences of his actions when he hits 20 years old. He doesn't understand what's going to happen to him. If I don't fucking discipline him now, he's going to wind up in jail drinking brown fucking water. Yeah. I got to hit him. Oh, well, if you hit him, you'll, you'll, you'll damage his fragile uh, psyche at such a young age and he'll grow up to be a vicious animal. <laughs> well, oh, really? Right. I, think, I think if you put him in a cage and make him drink brown water because you won't spank him, I think that's going to make him into a vicious animal. I think putting him in a cage and making him drink toilet water, you're going to physically make him into an animal. Because only an animal would live in a cage and only animals drink filthy water. So you mean a fucking kid an animal. Well, that sounds like what they're doing to people in jail right now. That's what's happening. 
But they said, if I spank my kid, he's going to grow up to be a vicious animal. I was like, okay, but if I don't spank yeah. my kid, he's going to go to jail, and he's going to have to learn how to be a vicious animal to survive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think I better spank my kid. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 you're not a trained professional. Wait till he goes to jail, and we'll take care of him when he gets to jail. We'll spank him. We'll get inmates to spank him for us. Oh, so please. Can't even hardly think about it, but that's you're right. It's 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 all been it's it's all been designed just to fuck you. And I've never fucking went politically correct. I've never believed in what the hell you people believe, and I've always been an outsider. And now you people are starting to come my way. And it's like, oh, I knew this day was going to come. I knew you people would finally see the light and say, you know what, this is what's going to happen to you people. This is what they've been doing, you people, all these years. I think we got a new batch of uh, people coming up with these young ones now that have been incarcerated and uh, parents like us that didn't know any better now that we are. I think it's the new kids that are coming up that are going to live that way. Like you said, they're going to be more strict on their kids and be able to do this. Well, we weren't, we weren't, we were taught differently. Now they're learning the... Kind of the hard way, but they're learning. I believe if they survive it. It's not that we were taught differently; it's we weren't taught. Yeah, we weren't taught. I know we weren't. I, I, that's what was good. I was taught. You weren't taught. See what's the difference? Your parents, whatever, just wanted you to have happiness and rainbows and sunshine. Like some guy I talked to yesterday from Massachusetts. He's uh, looking at I don't know how many thousands of counts a fucking child pornography on his computer by the little boys on his computer. I said, well, I guess your dad never hit you. He said, well, he hit me one time when I got arrested and they took me home and, you know, he hit me one time, but it wasn't really much. He just kind of didn't talk to me for a while. I was like, yeah. I said, no, your dad should have beat the crap out of you that you need to think about doing such a thing when you're 40, 50, 60 years old. Well, there's another point, too, though. There are a lot of missing dads in, in society right now. Yeah, but he wasn't missing a dad. Why is he looking at kitty porn? Why is he looking at little boys? Yeah. I don't even think of something like that. I mean, even oh, when somebody says they get arrested for that, I said, fucking, how the fuck can you possibly, well, what part of your brain functions at that level that it would ever seem to be an attractive or an option? I said, you know, maybe I, maybe I could have that ability to think about that, but hopefully whatever it was in my childhood, my dad beat it the fuck out of me. So I wouldn't get something like that. I mean, it's, it, you can't even envision how these guys even fucking, their brains even operate at that level. I know. <gasps> I know. You know, so like I said, yeah. it, then I, said, I said, I bet you never was spanked as a kid. He's like, well, no. My dad always like, hit me once, when, you know, but he really he just like slapped me in the head when I came out of jail, you know, for you know stealing from the store. He kind of slapped me in the head and then, put, and then he just didn't talk for a long time. I was like, yeah, that's that's not no, that's not a feat. That's not the way you fear for life as you're hanging on and hoping you just fucking survive. No, that's uh, that's that's not a feat. So like I said, it's like these kids don't you know, they weren't trained discipline to monitor. So that's why I said I said, Thank God for the court system, thank God for prison systems, because they they're gonna fucking take you take you where your parents wouldn't. Well, but so society's got to do it now. Thank you very much for being a burden on society.
so like I said, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take us to wake up. Well, in my mind, I feel like she has been through enough. It's been a long time. It's been about two. It's been two years. Yeah, but like you said, when she went into jail, you know, like I said, she uh, she wound up getting a jailhouse tattoo. But you yeah, that was the two, almost two years ago now. That was right. about a year and a half, more, more than a year and a half ago. What I'm saying is it's lights out at 10 o'clock. It's only 10 or 1. Right. But my, right. Second, my second wife had a 11-year-old girl. And we didn't stay together very long. But it was funny. Um, the 11-year-old girl and me, after the first, this first incident, we got along great. But we were only together about a week. When she started school and she lived in the house in Vegas. And when she started school, she, um, didn't do a homework. And I said, well, you got any homework you got to do? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I got to do homework. And I said, okay, well, you know, uh, we go, we, you know, shut this house down at uh, nine o'clock. You know, your mom and I, we've got to get up early in the morning. We got to go to work. So do whatever you got to do because, you know what, nine o'clock, you know, this house mm-hmm. is, it, it gets dark and it gets quiet. So then at like 9 o'clock at night, she starts doing her homework. And I go, uh, lights out. She says, oh, I got to do my homework. I said, um, maybe you didn't seem to understand what I said to you at 3 o'clock when you came over. I asked you had any homework, and you better do it before 9 o'clock, because whatever ain't done by 9 o'clock, the house gets dark. So she's like, well, I, I got to do my homework. I'll get in trouble. Uh, maybe you don't seem to understand how this works. You don't get in trouble from the teacher. You get in trouble from me. I am the number one thing you should be in fear of. I'm the number one trouble that you should be scared shitless of. The teacher is nothing. Me, you should be afraid of. Not a teacher. You're going to get in trouble from a teacher? Oh, oh, oh. They ain't nothing compared to the trouble you're going to get into with me. I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't know what, what the fuck you come from, but if you think a teacher's coming, you're going to get in trouble from a teacher? Oh, really? You don't understand? She's not even on the same scale as me. You understand the trouble you're going to be in with me? Oh, don't be a teacher. Don't be a cop. Don't be a principal. You've got to fear me. So it was funny. She uh, said, now, lights out. And I shut the lights out, and uh, she turned it back on. And, you know, like she put a radio back on to do homework. I went outside, took the power plug, and meet her off the fucking side of the house. <laughs> and uh, she was, And her hey, mama didn't like that, did she? Get black. The house went get black. Mm. Said, I, I said, lights out. Get lights out. You're in prison, honey. It's lights out. No, no, no tattoos. It's lights out. You will do it exactly. I mean fucking exactly my way or get the fuck out. So about a half an hour later, some neighbor fucking lady knocks on the door. Lady I've never seen in my life knocks on my fucking door. It's just like, uh, how can I help you, man? It's 11 o'clock at night. How can I help you? It's just the daughter came into my house and said he shut off the lights. Uh, man, I want it's bedtime, so, yeah, we sleep with the lights out. Yeah, okay, and what's your problem? She's like, well, she was doing a homework. I said, Sam? I said, keep, keep that fucking little bundle of joy. Keep that kid. You want to survive. Get the fuck off my porch. She's like, what? I said, don't feel Bye-bye. She said, I don't want to. I said, then fucking throw her ass out the street. Get the fuck off my porch. I said, the only time I want to warn you, you're trespassing. You don't get off my porch in the kind of fucking tent. I'm going to throw you the fuck off my porch. Now get your fucking ass off my fucking porch. She said, well, um, you know, your daughter's just going to be out here by herself. I said, look, lady, 
I don't give a fuck. She either goes and lays down in her fucking bed and shuts the fuck up, or she gets the fuck out of here. If you don't fucking like it, just fucking walk away. I said eventually she'll walk into fucking wander around somewhere, some guy will pick her up, hopefully throw her in a fucking body bag, and she'll be gone. Or the cops will pick her up, and the cops are going to say, you want this fucking kid? Say, fuck no. She's all yours. Goodbye. Now get the fuck off my porch. And as the kid said to the lady, she said, I, I want to go back inside. I want to go to bed. She said, go to fucking bed. I'm telling you, you better not make a fucking piece. And then me and her got along right after that. Yeah. You were the man, and she needed it. Oh, yeah. And then she started telling me that, uh, you know, when she comes home from school, she walks past the water fucking uh, uh, pumping station, and she fucking gives guys blowjobs. And what? it's usually about a week or two. Yeah, she fucking tells me, you know, what's going on. This was the 11-year-old now, or the mom? The 11-year-old. She was doing that? So I, yeah, so I fucking... Uh, oh, before you came into the thing. So I said, so I said, so I, so, no, I, I said, that's fine. I said, no problem. I said, your mom gives a hell of a fucking blowjob, too. I said, I guess it's not, nobody can always start out early. I said, you know, mm. you've got to get back to it. Mm. You know, because it was funny. Her kids and her friends came over one day, and I said, uh, I'm going to have a beer. I said, well, why not stop at a beer? And your mom left cigarettes. I said, why don't you smoke some cigarettes? Why, you know, she's like, I said, I'm sure you already did. She said, yeah, I do. I said, go ahead, crack some beers and have a cigarette. I don't give a fuck. You know, you know, you know, you, you know, I'm sure you're ready to do, man. There's nothing I can do to stop you. And I said, why the fucking do it behind my back? Yeah. You're going to do it. I said, I don't give a shit. I said, you, you know, you're going to wind up being drunk and fucking wind up in jail and being a fucking whore. I said, and? What do you want me to do? I'm not going to fucking control you. Because you're your mom's fucking kid. You're not my property. Do whatever the fuck you want. So it was funny when uh, mom came home the one day, you know, she was like, how did it go out? I said, I didn't worry about it. Finally, I was just brought up some of the little friends over here. They drank a few beers, you know, smoked like little TV. She said, what? <laughs> they drank a smoke. I said, yeah, of course they did. Why? Because you fucking do. I said, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. But you do. So what do you think your kid's going to do? Well, you shouldn't let it do. Why not? You do it. What kind of example do you send for? So why should I punish out? Why should I say it's wrong if you're doing it? I said, I'm not hypocritical like that. I said, if it's good for you, it's good for her. So she's like, well, then it ain't right. I said, well, then stop drinking, stop smoking, stop doing drugs. Yeah. Well, no. She's like, no, I'm an adult. I said, no, you're not. Just because you're 18 years old doesn't make you a fucking man, doesn't make you a woman. Right. No, I know that. Yeah. I said, I'm not stopping her. And then, like I said, once the kid told me that she was fucking giving fucking blowing guys behind a fucking water uh, uh, pump station. New gas station. I just called with the grandma and grandfather, and I said, hey, you know, you guys like your granddaughter? And the grandma was like, oh, yeah, I love her. I can't believe that she's not around anymore. I can't believe they went out to Vegas. I said, you want your granddaughter back? She's like, well, uh, yeah. I said, I said um, you know, if you, you can do any kind of drugs or anything. She was like, no. I said, uh, you, you keep an eye on the kid when she comes home from school. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll make sure she, you know, gets home from school. That's good. I said, you make sure she goes in school and comes right home from school. Yeah, we'll do that. I said, okay, fine. They go, why, what's wrong? I said, absolutely nothing. There's nothing wrong. I said, uh, go get a plane ticket for her, and I'll bring her down to the fucking airport and just be there on the other side. And they said, not a problem. And they booked the fucking ticket and uh, put her on the airplane. 
said, if the mom tries to come to North Carolina and the mom wants to try to get the kid back, I said, you call me up and I'll go to court with you and I will explain what the fuck's going on. Mm. You're safe. So when, the mom, when the mom came home, she's like, where's the kid? Um, I don't know. She's probably about 36,000 feet here. What? I just the fucking back home. She was like, you did what with my kid? I said, ladies, that ain't your fucking kid. You didn't train, you weren't disciplinary, you weren't monitor, you are a total fucking joke of a fucking woman. She needs she needs guidance, she needs somebody in her fucking life, and you ain't it. She's like, well, you could have told me if I'd have told you what. You ain't gonna change. I thought I said the back to you, your mom. Don't do the right thing. And after that, you guys, you do divorced her after that? Well, we always took her again maybe another month. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with the kid. She was happy. She was happy the kid was gone. Wow. You did such a service to this kid. Are you still in contact with this girl? No, she was no, she was happy. No, she didn't fucking call the kid. Once that kid was gone, she didn't give a shit. She never called the kid. I bet you she thinks about you to this day though, and that you I mean, we don't know what happened to her in her life, but I'm sure she thinks about you, Carl. That you took a stand for her. Oh, the little thirteen year old? Yeah. At the time she was eleven. I'm talking about that girl. Oh, shit, yeah, she's a lot older now, yeah. yeah. Talking about that, when she was 11 and you called her grandparents and got her on the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, she don't need to be here. I'm saying, I bet she thinks about you and that you cared enough to stand up and, and do something like that and help make sure she was taken care of. I bet yeah, she thinks about it. All right, so I wasn't going to do it. And yeah. Mom wasn't going to do it. So I was like, you know what? You know, the kid needs to find someplace, somebody who will do it. Yeah. And the mom's not doing it, and this ain't right. The kid shouldn't be doing this. The kid shouldn't be growing up like this. You know, if the grandpa, grandpa want to spend the time, energy, effort, money, you know, labor to fucking make sure this kid, you know, got something better in life, that's the way to go. Because this mom sure don't give a shit. Well, I sure hope that that went that way for her. I really do. Because the well, I said anything was better than what, you know, to me, it was better. It was, it was you know, it wasn't right for me to just like, sit around drinking smoke. Yeah. Not right. No, you couldn't leverage yourself knowing that. Yes, that's but what am I going to do? Tell her she can't do much. Say, okay, Dad, I'll be right back. And she would have went outside and drank and smoked and did drugs. But at least I've seen what she was doing right in front of her face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's tough, like you said, in this time right now. It's really... Ooh, if I had known and that her dad wasn't going to be around in the picture and it was, it's very more difficult being a mom, a single mom of a, of a, especially a daughter who wants to defy you and you don't have somebody like you to back, back you up and yank a few, you know, notches in their ass. That's what well, the, big, the, the big thing, it wasn't so much not notches in the ass, it wasn't that. It's like, say, the kid was starting to get out of control. She would no longer. A kid of mine would no longer go to school. So I got her on the control. She wouldn't be like, uh, well, you know what? Um, uh, you know, uh, you know what? So what? So he tells me what to do. Big deal. Mom, I'm going to go to school and be with all my friends. School? No, school's a privilege. School is not a right. School is a fucking privilege. I allow you to go. I allow you to go to school. I allow you to have friends. I allow you to talk to others. 
I allow you to fucking participate in society. But you know what? You won't listen here. You won't behave here. And in, 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 in my domain, you ain't going into another domain until you act properly. You, I'm not going to set you out into the public so you can cause harm and chaos in the public. If you can't fucking control yourself here, you ain't going out there. Because I'm liable for what the fuck you do out there. Right. You are not reaching here until I got you under control. Until I got you trained, disciplined, and monitored. But when you go out there and you start raking hell in this fucking world, I'm going to be more liable. So it's like, oh, you're kicking this fucking four months of school, man. I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them what? Teaching them how to fucking act like a fucking proper human being when they go out to the public. School won't do that. I got to do it. Well, we got teacher ABC knows enough ABC. She's fine. She'll catch up. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. I got to teach her and monitor her. So when she goes out in that world, she causes no harm or chaos and, and hurts anybody else on planet Earth. She's a little fucking monster right now, and I got to fucking cure that fucking itch. So, like I said, public schools, yeah, that's lovely. That's wonderful. But you better make sure when you send that kid out to public school that that kid is not a fucking little crazy animal. Yeah. Or somebody else will. Oh, yeah. So, my mom, like, like the one daughter of mine, she drove around with me for about a... Uh, I was driving a, a taxi in Daytona. I had a little taxi company. I had three taxis. So, she drove around with me for about two, three weeks. Until she got a fucking mind right. Yeah. And then, you know, she just got a fucking mind right. She just, you know, like, she said to the customers, because she was like, hey, she looked black, because her dad was black. And uh, some customers finally said to her, um, said to me, call, what's with the black kid? And she said, that's it. That's it. She's like, that's about ten times a day I heard that. What's with the black kid in the front seat? I'm his fucking daughter, but no, he's not my dad. My other dad is black. He's in jail. I've never seen my real dad. This guy cares enough fucking about me to make him sneeze his daughter. So, uh, you know, you got a fucking problem and I'm black? And the people are like, no, 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 kid, we're fine. And she's like, she said to me, Dad, I'm ready to go back to school. They said, you got it. Hmm. You got a month? about two or three weeks of me just driving around, talking to her, bullshitting, you know, making it work with me, you know, going in, go get that customer, oh, here's some blind people. Go wheel that wheelchair lady out here, you know. You know, come to work with me. You know, we got things to do. And she did. Then uh, she, then when she finally just exploded, man. It's like she's got her fucking, she's got it. She's ready to go back out and face the world. Yeah. She's ready to kick him in the ass. That's the old-fashioned, old old-school old way. It really is. And I just think too much has been... Uh, controlled that we can't do that with our kids anymore. That's a law. You got to send them to school and all this other stuff. Yeah, but there's no law. God's law is the supreme law. Yeah, but you, yeah, but what I'm saying is we weren't trained. We didn't know. We weren't taught that then. Well, you might not have been trained that God's law, nature's law is the supreme law. Nature's law comes first. The law of nature. That's God's law. God's law. Yeah. And guess what? I'm in the image of God. Exactly. Guess what? Guess what? My law. Good that you knew that then. Shit. You had an advantage. Yeah, my law comes first. 
Then I'll worry about other what other people's opinions are. But that's all glorious. Lord, it's just an opinion. <sighs> like look at the law of gravity, or look at the law of physics, or whatever. For the longest time, the law of what the civilization was, the world was flat. And if you said the world was round, it was instant death. Just fucking keep saying the world is flat, or we're gonna kill you. So guess what? What was the law at one time? The law was the world was flat. And if you believed in anything else saying the world was flat, you died. Right? Yeah, so guess what? Everybody said the world was flat. Because nobody was crazy enough to go against the law. It was just a fucking opinion. And how many people fucking after Columbus or whoever fucking they all put two two together said, holy shit, the world is really round. How many people went back to the court system and said, hey, you something like that. Why? Because you killed him because he said the world was fucking round. You killed him. Well, uh, well, that's what we believed at that time. I guess now we know better. What do you mean now you know fucking better? Ask, but you killed my dad. Well, that was the law. And I just carried out the law. It's bullshit. You guys got to understand the law is just an opinion of what people believe at that particular moment in time. Yeah. Change is so fast it's not even funny. And people get killed because they didn't do what the law says. Oh, really? The law. What does God say? Well, we don't worry about that. We just care what man-made law says. Oh, really? How about God-made law? How about that law? Should we worry about that? Well, that's oh. what I wish we could go back to. Really, I do. That is my wish, is that we can just go back to God's law and everybody have an appreciation and an understanding for that. But the only bad thing about it is God's law is it's very black and it's very white. There's no fucking mitigation circumstances. It's like, this is it and this is that. Did you do this? Yes. Don't tell me you had a fucking bad day. Don't tell me mommy hugged me too much or mommy didn't hug me enough. I don't want to hear it. Did you do this? Yes. Then goodbye. Huh. You know, so it's like almost like Sharia law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to be careful. Ooh, what I get you. When I tell people, go read Deuteronomy, go read Leviticus, go read the other six, go read the other six hundred and three commandments of the Bible, and go find out what happens when a kid stuck the tongue out of the parents. They got like their fucking tongue stapled to their fucking eyelid. Let's see what happened when a kid gave the kid the, the mom dad's finger. They got their hands cut off. Let's see what happens when the, the fucking kid pushed the mom or dad. Instant death. Like a bad so, so all of a sudden they come and they see your kid fucking dead in your doorstep. What happened? Oh, she pushed me. What? Oh, under fucking, uh, the, you know, under the Bible. It's like, uh, you know, rule 517, instant death. You, like, <laughs> you're making me feel better, actually. <laughs> well, like, people did that back then, every now and then. They probably found the worst kid in the fucking neighborhood yeah. in ancient times. And said, the first time this fucker acts up, we're gonna have to fucking set all these other kids in the community straight. So as soon as you, as soon as this kid does something, let us know. And we'll put him to the sword. And that'll teach all the other kids in the community that they better listen to mom and dad. So what I'm hearing from you is bottom line is that no matter what she's going through, that it's all for her benefit because it wasn't learned at a young age from mommy and daddy. 
That's right. And like I said, there's only two ways she's going to come out. And like I said, the first time she came out with us saying, fuck you. Same thing with Dean Clifford. I said that to Dean Clifford on Angela's show. I said, I don't know, because he said to me, oh, you know, the, he said, uh, I put, you know, like Carl's paperwork in. And, uh, you know, and I, and I kept insisting that, you know, the, you know, a man comes forward and uh, a man accused me of doing wrong. And, uh, you know, so they sent this fucking the chief judge from Ottawa down here to talk to me. And he, and he they called me out of my prison cell. And he says, you know, I'm Chief Justice, da-da-da-da-da, from Ottawa, da-da-da, Supreme Court, da-da-da. And uh, I'm here to talk to you man-to-man. So he said, we, we talked man-to-man. He said, that's, Dean Clifford said that. He said, that's exactly what the judge said. We, I'm here to talk to you man-to-man. He said, exactly what Carl said. That, that you want to call out to your fellow man? Your fellow man has a duty and obligation to, to answer back. And that judge is an honorable man, and he answered back. And he said, yeah. He said, the judge talked to me for a little while, and he, and he just let me go. They just opened up the jail, and out the door I went. I didn't have to sign any paperwork. I didn't have to uh, come up with any bail or any bond. I didn't have to sign any damn thing. He said, it was so easy. It wasn't funny. I just walked out. I said, no, you didn't. He said, yes, I did. I said, no, you didn't. You gave that judge the most valuable possession that any man owns. You gave him your word. So tell me, Dean, did he tell you that you got to come back in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days? So he said, well, yeah, he told me I had to come back and they were going to have a hearing. And I said, yeah, here you go, Dean. You gave him the most valuable possession any man has. You have to get from God. You're in the image of God. When you speak, God speaks. When you speak, that proves that there's a God in, uh, uh, in the universe. So you called out to your fellow God, your fellow sentient being, mm-hmm. and he answered. And he let you go. I said, so Dino, I don't know how to explain this to you, but in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever the fuck you agreed on, if you said one phone call a day, you're going to make every day, no more alcohol, you have no guns, you won't be around no felons, whatever the fuck you agreed on, and you gave me a word, you got to live up to it. I said, because you, you know, you, you know now, because I explained it to you, don't go the legal route, because they'll keep you there forever, the legal way. They'll keep you liable for your legal person forever. You play that you're an idiot and that you're only a man, they will deal with you man on man. They are there to protect society from their fellow man. They have even, though the, even though that they know that most people do not realize the difference. That's right. But they know the difference. I said, so Dino, he talks to man to man. I said, so. If, I said, if when your court date comes up, or what, if, if you can't live up those terms and conditions, you've got to call up that man. Mm-hmm. That's how that man, that you can't live up to the, the, the terms and conditions, the words that you gave him. That for some reason, something came up. Well, for some reason, you just have to have a beer. You've got to call that fucking man and tell him. Or for some reason, you just have to have a shot of heroin. You've got to call that fucking man and tell him that you're going to have to fucking modify, that you're going to have to change your work because it's causing you harm, that you can't do it. You thought you could do it, but you can't be burdened. And maybe he'll work out a modification with you. Maybe he won't. Maybe he said, I want to hold you to your work. And then Dino, you're fucked. You've got to stick your work. So I said to him, I said to him, this is real simple, Dean. I said, uh, when you fucking, uh, they call, you know, whatever you agree to do, you better be doing it on bloody stumps. You better be fucking coming to that fucking courthouse and your legs got chopped off. You better fucking be crawling to that fucking courthouse. You better keep your fucking word. 
I said, or you don't, and you call out to your fellow man from now on, every single fucking man in the universe is to turn their back on you. Nobody's to ever fucking hear your pleas ever, please, ever again. We have to never fucking trust you or never believe you ever again. I said, when you call out man to man, you only got one shot at this. I said, you better fucking play. You better play it right. That makes sense. Obviously, he didn't do what he agreed to do. They picked him back up. And if he tries to play this I'm a man, call it again in court that he's an idiot in legalese, They'll say there's no man here to listen to you. There is no more man. Mm. You are a man. You said you were a man, and you proved by your actions or inactions that you were not a man. So, you know, your fellow gods aren't listening to you anymore. We don't have to. We don't have a duty and obligation to listen to something that is not a man, and you are not a fucking man. I don't know. You're a fucking man. You're not a fucking man. You're a man. Mm-hmm. This is Judeo. This is Jewish. You want to go eye to eye to the tooth? You want to call out your fellow man? Okay. This is Judeo system? Okay. They'll act in kind. They'll come at you, Judeo. We'll go this old school. You call out your fellow Jew? Okay. I'm a Jew. You're a Jew. You know you can't do this to me. Right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Prove to us. Keep that. It's a good word that you're a Jew. And uh, we won't do this to you. Well, he fucked that up. That's a dude. When you fucking try to play the fucking man card again, nobody's going to listen. Then with the first time to give him the honor, give him the chance, because he said man to man, and then he blew it. So now it's over. It's over. Yeah, yeah I see it. I see that. And I said, and I said you're gone. I said, I don't know how to explain it to you, buddy. I said, you break your fucking words. That's all you've got. That's all we got uh, is our word. You're absolutely right. Man, that is so true. All right, I'm going to about your feelings. I don't give a shit about white lies. Well, it's only a little white lie. You know, it's only one beer. You know, how's it going to hurt? Dude, you gave me your fucking word. Wow. So how long is he looking at, do you know? Well, if you want to play the old fucking by the old school rules, they'll give you the opportunity. They'll say, fine, you want to play old school? We know the old school rules. You know the old school? Oh, you're calling out? You want to play old school? We'll play old school. We're down with that. We don't get to do it very often, but when we do, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's see how much of a man you really fucking are. Huh. And when he when he totally fucking blew it, it's like, okay, there's nothing else that you can do. You yeah. last now, now just go back to legal. Now play the legal route. Because you know what? They don't give a shit anymore about you calling out common law and being a man. They don't give a shit. You just proved you weren't. So do, how, how, do you know how much time he's now looking at for breaking his probation or breaking his word? What's that? Hold on. How much time is he looking at for breaking his word? Huh? Whatever the legal society says that a person has to install for what the fuck. He has 33 fucking guns in his possession. Huh, okay. I, don't, I don't know how many years having one gun in your possession. But he has 33. But like I said, I'm telling Dean and everybody else, I said, you know, the Crown of Canada listens to my show. I said, when I went to Canada, I was put on trial immediately by the Crown. They listened to my show. They had every single one of my shows transcribed. They invested me and they listened to my show. 
They are learning every single thing I say and everything I fucking do. I am teaching them their own fucking law. Yeah, you are. Wow. I'm teaching them laws. I'm teaching them their own laws that they forgot. Because they didn't do any research on it. I get And I'm going old school and I'm teaching them the old school tricks that we're going to use when we walk into their legal land. And they're trying to learn how to keep you in legal land. Yeah. Because they got trouble over you in legal land. <laughs> so they're going to prove that you're not a fucking man. And once you take it, prove you're not a man, they're going to just in legal land. Wow, that's interesting, Carl. I know that they're looking. It gave him the chance to act like a man. Yeah, they did. They gave honor, and he broke, broke it. He broke his work. Whether it was honor or not, it's his work. Yeah. Had his work. They gave him, he gave him his word. And he did not live up to his word. Now, whether it's honor or not, that's another word. I don't know. But word only means one thing. Did you say you're going to do it? Yes. Did you do it? No. Did it mitigating circumstances? Sure. Did you let me know? No. Well, you know what? That's one of the rules and terms and conditions. When you give somebody a word and you can't be there, you better call them up immediately. When you say somebody is paying the thirty days on the first of the month and you can't pay them on the first of the month, you better let them know. Oh yeah. You're giving me quite of um a letter that I'm gonna be sending out to my daughter today. I've been telling her this, but this is uh putting it a little bit deeper into my knowing as well. You're giving me some good stuff, Carl. Right, because there's two ways that the that the, the the legal system looks at it. Yeah. Either that you truly are a man and they'll work with you, or you're just an ass kisser, and you're trying to fucking con them. Yeah. And you're, totally. just trying to do it, and you're just trying to do everything they tell you to do, so you get, so you can fucking get the hell out of there. So that you get something fucking just con your way out. Yeah. And I guarantee when the judge said to Dean all these things that they, he, they expected him to do, they released him, I guarantee Dean said, yeah, not a problem, not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. These are those spoiled brats. I guarantee he never got spanked when he was a kid. He's fucking cute. He's fucking adorable. And I guarantee he never fucking had any fucking tough time in his life. He's fucking shady and everybody's fucking nice to everybody. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to tell him whatever the fuck I have to tell him, and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And that didn't work. It didn't work well for him, no. It's not going to work in, in the legal system. No. And dad, it's going to work with women, it's going to work with his family, but the legal society doesn't give a shit how yeah. you are. Yeah, no way. The legal society. Damn, Damn. You are right. Here's, I'm seeing stuff in a different perspective. Same stuff, but a deeper, different perspective. Because your daughter was able to get away with murder that she was fucking cute or horrible. In a legal world, she ain't getting away with shit. She's going to give a fuck what the hell she looks like. She's going down. Wait, are we? I'm, now you made me think about that chick that got away with murder for murdering her baby. Um, it was all over the news there a few years ago. Casey Anthony, she had to actually leave the country and change her looks and stuff. She got away with murder. What the hell was that about? But it's not murder because in, in a legal society, you have to have a third-party impartial witness testify in court that you witnessed her fucking killing a kid. And she said she didn't. You have to take her out of work. Huh. She's God. She's God. You're God. Huh. I mean, it's God. When God says, I did not kill that child, 
you got to believe it. Wow, yeah. Unless <laughs> someone there saw it and, and could point it out. Witness. And another guy comes forward. And then cancels. Another guy comes forward and says, no, that's the murder weapon. I saw it this time, and I saw it do it. I was there. And then they're going to take the word of the other guy. And then they're going to have a trial by jury. And then the jury's going to say, which guy is bullshitting? <laughs> and they're going to look at the little old lady who saw her do it and say, what would be the purpose of this little old lady saying that she saw this woman strike this fucking child down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and right. And it was funny, in the legal land, she murdered the child. In, in, in my land, she destroyed her property. True. I understand. Can she, can she destroy her property? Absolutely. She's yeah. punished for it? Nope. She's going to have to suffer the loss on her own. She's yeah. approved the law. And right. she will live with herself with this knowledge, too. That's where the true judge is with her own conscience and, and God. That's what I'm saying. It, it has nothing to do with society. What yeah. you do with your property has nothing to do with society. She feels like destroying her own property? No. Yeah. She feels like killing all the wrong kids? No. And like I said, what they should do is they should have just did like uh, like that lady who drowned all the kids using in Texas. Yeah. And only was said, "Look, we're not going to charge you with a crime if you agree to just be under house arrest, like to be under arrest, and that you can't leave more than ten miles from your home. You can do whatever you want, but you can't travel any place into Texas other than ten miles outside your own home." And if she, that's what I would have done if I was a judge down in Texas. And she would have said, wow, I just can't leave more than 10 miles away from my home, but I can come and go as I please, but I just can't leave 10 miles. She's like, yeah, we'll just sentence you to that for the rest of your life, because these people want to hang you. How about we just send a, a lifetime of free travel, but nowhere more than 10 miles outside of your fucking home? Yeah, I would take that. And she would have taken it. Yeah. There's not many places I want to go too far, 10 miles past my home anyway, out in the country where I'm at now. And then what would have happened <laughs> was everybody within 10 miles knows who she is. It's everybody 10 miles knows her name. Yeah. And she, but when she tries to go to Walmart and buy something, no cashier at the chair is going to register her. When she tries to go and get the lights turned on, nobody at the power company is going to accept the money or allow her to get the electricity turned on. That lady's going to die so fast it's not going to be funny because the world within that 10-mile world is going to turn their back on Oh, them. my God, yes. Yeah, that's how, that's how she would have died. Yeah. The water company would have shut off the water. The electric company would have shut off the lights. Somebody would have had an accident that nobody knew. No, I don't know nothing about that. Something. Not, not, oh, accident. They would have just said, we're not going to, we don't, there is no law that requires you to have electricity. It's a privilege. I'm saying if she had an accident, somebody's killed her, somehow shot her. Oh, she would have died of wrong consumption. She would have died of that because of her act. Because the rest of the world would have turned that back on her and she would have only been alive yeah. for three or four days. No, yeah, I get it. And no that's land, law of the land. Nobody has to lay a finger on it. Hmm. All we had to do was turn their back. And you ain't going to make it past four days. If your community turns their back on you, no gas, no water, no sewage, and no toilet, no food, you're going to be dead in four days. 
unless she has family that supports her. She may have a mom or a sister. Say anything about her mom and her dad. Just her prison and her stuff. And they would have turned their back on her mom and dad. Oh, my and Lord, yeah. That who was feeding her? That woman? I don't have to. That's the way it was done for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, exactly. You they turn their back. Nobody in the community helps you. They turn their back on you. You die. You perish. You can't do it on your own. How about it with the Native American Indians? Get the fuck out of here. We don't want your kind here. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's what it was in the history of Virginia. Virginia's been around for 500 years. The first two, three hundred years of Virginia history, if you were a practicing attorney, or you practiced black law, if you practiced anything other than black biblical law in the colonies, they gave you two choices if they caught you. You either had instant death, we tank you, or we throw you over the colony wall, the colony fence, the colony fortress wall, yeah. and you'd have a Native American Indian. And every single attorney who got caught chose to be tanked. Because they knew they'd last two minutes out there in the woods. <laughs> right. But nobody said, well, you know, well, maybe he's got a friend, the attorney's got a friend, or he's got a mom, he's got a dad, or moved out to the woods then. They're like, no, because you're going to die, too. You catch you, you're going to die, too. All right, Carl, listen, this is excellent stuff. I appreciate the time that you're giving and the eye-opener that you're giving me right now. Um, I know you got stuff to do. I know you're in the middle of a move. Um, I'm going to write another nice letter to my kid, and I'm going to ask her to write one back to me, asking her her intentions, what she knows of her word, what are her plans, you know, some some significant questions. And I want to see her answers and her responses. And then I'll report that back to you if you are so willing, you know, to follow me with this because I have really done a whole hell of a lot and I've stuck my neck out a lot and I've tried for a year and a half or two years now to learn all this stuff and still try to work and make a living and so this is good this was an education for me today and I would like to be able to give you a report back and see your opinion about that what I get from her yeah because like I said it's, it's like I said the culture that she was raised in well it's the one she was created the culture that she comes from that um, it's it just it's it's like the the, the Britney Spears or the whatever the fucking kids. Yeah, the Paris Hilton stuff. Right, just bullshit lie, charm your way through, giggle, laugh. Yeah. Be responsible for nothing because just my good looks and charm, I'll get away with it. Yep. And I hate to admit it, but you're right. I hate to admit it, but you're right. That's a huge part of it. Even though you know. It was kind of, she was following the masses or whatever. It's kind of like sleepwalking, but that is the crux of the whole thing. Yep, the legal society's not going to let her get away with it. But like I said, by her being the way that is like that, the legal society loves it because it makes their job so easy. Because they could see somebody like a Paris Hilton or Britney Spears coming from a mile away. They have no guilt. They're not doing it to a sweet teenage girl. They're doing it to a little fucking monster. Yeah. The devices would fucking kill everything and everything in her path to get fucking whatever she wanted to get. 
so they got to make it sleep well at night. It's like, oh, how do they convince themselves to put 18-year-old girls in prison? Well, because we're putting a little fucking monster into prison. We're not putting a nice little girl into prison. Yeah. yeah. fucking crazy animal. She needs to fucking be there to protect society and protect her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, damn it. I hate to say it. You're... I get it. But still, what's, what, what's your advice right at the moment where I sit now? I've written letters. I've, you know, emailed the governor, and I've spoke to the judge woman to woman. I wrote her the letter woman to woman. She wrote me the letter back that I sent you uh, yesterday, stating a statute unit code. Well, what would be your advice, my next step then? Um, correct my standing with the the... the the judge and the attorney are just kind of um, go forward with the letter with my daughter and see where her head's at. I don't know. Shoot, I don't know. She's got about another year and a half, year and five months. Yeah. <sighs> what a pity. Yeah, because if she was out right now, what would she do kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well... I do know that she has given her word, and I've talked to her extensively before on what giving your word is about. I'll do that little lecture again, and she's going to go to the rehab in North Carolina for two years, and then it's 18 months after that. So we're looking at almost four years where, you know, she's not coming back home to mom. I already told her that. I can't handle it. You know, you went way out and beyond what I ever wanted to have to handle being a a mom, or I'm just not prepared for all this, so you have to take care of yourself. And there is a place. How you can tell us, like I said, I can tell if somebody's really thought deep about this stuff, or they're just bullshitting. You know, because I guess, like, something simple, like when I met the mother of my kids, she said she came from, like, a beautiful relationship, and she never wants to live with a man that hits her. So she asked me a simple question. She says, look, I don't want to live with a man that hits me. Would you ever hit me? And of course I would. She said, what? Said, of course I would. She said, well, I don't want to live with a man that hits me. I said, well, I hit. She said, well, that's crazy. I said, okay, so if you're choking on something, and I hit you between your sternum and your diaphragm to get that fucking water out of your throat like I did to my little brother, mm-hmm. I could just let you die? And she said, well, then you could hit me. I said, look, ma'am, I don't know how to explain this to you. You don't tell me terms and conditions of what I can and cannot do. I do what I believe is the best. But what, what has to be done when it needs to be done. If you were to tell me I could hit you when you're choking on a quarter, put it down to writing and sign it. Now, if you choke on a nickel, I'm not going to hit you and I'm going to let you die. Okay? And then when you die, I'm going to cut a hole in your throat and I'm going to pull that nickel out and I'm going to blow the fucking life back into you. But while you're alive, I'm going to hit you. I'll wait till you die. <laughs> Then I'll, right. then, I'll, then, I'll take a knife, then I'll take a knife to your throat, and then I'll push that nickel out. And then I'll blow a light back into you. How's that? <sighs> and she's like, that's not what I mean. I said, no. That's what you said. I'm taking you at your word. It's like a genie. When you're making a wish, you say, well, I don't want a guy to live with this Disney. Okay, well, then that's not me. Why? Because I might have to save your life someday, and it's going to require that I hit you. And I couldn't just imagine just sitting there watching my wife die without hitting you. It's like, what do you mean? No, I don't know what the fuck you mean because I always take you at your word. And I say that. That's the way it's always going to fucking hit. Black or white. 
and then you just got to trust each other to do the right thing. But um, you're not going to micromanage me. Yeah. But it was funny when my little brother did that. I can't believe he still remembers that. He was only about three or four years old. But he was in the back of my mom's uh, car, and I was taking him to town for that air conditioning. And uh, he starts kicking the, the driver's seat like crazy. You know, he's in the back seat. My little sister's in the front seat with me. My little brother's in the back seat. And he's kicking the fucking seat like crazy. I go, what the fuck, you know, what the fuck are you kicking my seat for? And I turn around and I look. And he's pointing in his throat, and he's turning purple. He got a quarter stuck in his throat. You know, and it was, yeah. it was, actually, it was actually heads. It was like heads up. And I could actually feel his head. So, holy shit, the kid's choking. So, I was like, uh, shit. You know, I never saved anybody's life. <laughs> I never had a choking. What do I do? So, I said, Tom. So, I put my left hand over his rib cage, and I fucking, because he was a little guy, and I fucking took my other hand, and I said, you know, I got one shot of this because I'm not left-handed. I said, and I was going to swing at him with my left hand. I said, I got to hit him right under his fucking breastplate, but not his breast, because I don't want to shatter his bones. Mm-hmm. Just one shot. I got one shot at this, and if I fail, because the first thing I try to do, I try to put my finger in there and try to get it out. Try to grab an edge, and it actually push it in a little deep as it holds. That's not gonna work. Yeah. Shot at this. Let me try to do the old punch it in the stomach and see if it blows it out like a fucking balloon. It pops like a fucking hot book. Let's see if that does. I said, and if it doesn't do it, I have to wait for him to pass out. And then I'm gonna cut his fucking throat with my knife, and I'm gonna push that fucking coin through his mouth. And then I gotta cover his throat back up and blow fucking air back and get him going again. And then, so she said to me when when this happened, you know, she said this to me a couple of years ago. He says, "Thank God you saved my life." I said, "What were you talking about?" I said, "Do you remember that?" He says, "Oh yeah, I'd be dead right now if it wasn't for you." I said, "Yeah, I know." I said, "But um, no, I said you better thank God that you gave me the ability to, to reason this out." I said, "Well, first thing I did to put my finger in your throat, and that actually put the teeth." I said, "Then I punched you in the chest, but that didn't work. I would have had to cut a hole in it, push it out with my finger." I said, thank God it wasn't like some mini fucking man and mini woman who would just dial 911. I'll try to get you to the hospital. Yeah, he'd been dead. Or you would have really had a brain fucking problem for the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't see that. I couldn't have just watched my brother fucking die. So I had to hit him. Did I ever hit my brother? Yes. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I ever hit him other than that? Never. But did I get him? You better believe I did. And then I said, he called the cruel uncle, he hit fucking little kids. Yeah, he was like three, four years old. Oh, yeah, I'd fucking nail him. Oh, man, did he cry? Yeah. <laughs> he, could, he had breath to cry. I'm sure he still remembers that, of course. Oh, but watching him cry. It was funny because at first he was gagging like fucking crazy trying to get air in his lungs. And so it was like, you know, you could see he wanted to fucking cry. He wanted to scream, but he had nothing in him. So he was had to fucking like swallow a whole bunch of time, a whole bunch of air just to cry. It was hysterical watching the like, go, 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 and then falls and cries. It was so funny watching him trying to get air into his lungs enough to cry. God, yeah. But did I ever hit my brother? You better believe it. Yeah. And I, I fucking nailed him. And I'm sure it bruised him. And I'm sure he was fucking hurt. And I'm sure if he had fucking daycare, free care, they'd seen a black and blue on his fucking ribcage or right in the middle of his chest, they'd say, oh, they fucked. Who did that to you? Oh, my brother. 
Oh, they would have dialed 911. They would have got me in jail. It's like, look, that was a yeah. different time, but different time now. Now I do that, I go to jail. And that's yeah. explain I did. And I have a fucking record for the rest of my life. If they tell down 911 to the hospital, she'll let a professional do it. Or if I took a knife and I fucking had to cut up for the squirrel, they would have said, are you a doctor? You know, you know, you did a tricky on me. Uh, what gave you the right to do that? Uh, survival, God, my brain. Mm-hmm. Instinct. Common sense, common law. Yeah. Yeah, well, the law says you can't do it. Say, well, you know what? I give a fuck. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to leave this on your permanent record just in case it becomes a habit that you do tracheotomies. Maybe just do it for kick. Maybe just like playing God. Maybe that's fucking safe as life. Nah, that can't be it. They probably twist it and cement it. They're a big mean little guy. They probably enjoy it. Oh, that's right. That's not good. I think it's not evil. Hmm. Hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. It's with so many directions and be fine. And people would believe it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, look, he's a man. He's he's mean. He's a man. All men are fucking cruel and evil. He's a man. He must have fucking put that quarter in that kid's hand. He probably feels like he's a fucking father. We could fucking punch him in his chest. Just where you slice his throat in the night. I got a fucking lawyer. A lawyer would fucking commit the jury. The jury would be looking at me like, yeah, he is a big, ugly, mean motherfucking guy. <laughs> yeah. He'd give that little kid or just a joke on him just so he could fucking slice his throat. And I'd say, you guys are all fucking crazy. And he'd be like, no, you know, you did it. Just admit it. You did it. Are you driving? Have everybody believing it. Mm. Sounds like you're driving, Carl. Yep, that's why democracy sucks. That's why juries suck. Mob rules. Hmm, yeah. I'm not into mob rules. But, like I said, women love, women love democracy. Women like, oh, everybody gets the vote. Oh, you really. And you understand what happens when everybody gets the vote. You realize what the fuck's going to happen. Oh, yeah, we're going to have equality. Oh, really. You know what happens when that fucking mob rules up in that mentality? So, in 99, I guess one. You have to understand what the fuck happened to that one. Find out that one wasn't guilty of anything. Then what are you going to do? Bring him back to life? Oh, man. I think I had the wrong impression all along. I wake up time. What? That's what we hear Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama screaming about all the time. We've got to bring democracy to Syria. We've got to bring democracy to Iran. We've got to bring democracy to Iran. Mm-hmm. You don't hear them say we've got to bring a Republican form of democracy there. It's got to be a Republican form. Exactly. A republic is where the select few, like the smartest and the brightest of the community, fucking represent the nation. That's what we got to get back. Well, Honestly, this country has a system like that. 
Well, you got the House of Representatives. You got the people who vote. What about the craziest shit? And then you got to bring it up to the Republicans. You bring it up to the Republic. You bring it up to the to the Senate. To the Republic. So you got the democracy. The House of Representatives is democracy, and the Senate is the Republic. So the people were supposed to get together in their state and pick out the two smartest people of their state to be the Senate. To represent the masses. Because when you have the people vote, the people are fucking nuts. The poor people, the more poor people than the rich people. Guaranteed. All the time. So the, the, the rich people and the smart people realize that the poor people are going to try to get their way. All the time. Because they're smart rules. Yeah. But the, that's why the, the house, the bill, when a, when a bill comes up, it comes to the house through the people, through the mob. And the mob, everybody votes to get a free chicken in their pot, a free car in their driveway, and a free Obama phone. The people always vote to get the full shit. So then it goes up to the Senate, and then the Senate says, uh, honestly, poor people, you really don't need this shit. You know what? We're good, godly people. We're going to do this for your own good. We're going to play mom and dad, and we're going to tell you, uh, not at this time. And we're going to have to come to the night. And then the Senate is supposed to send the bill back down to the House to say, get rid of these free phones. You're going to have to pay up to free phones. You're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to do community services for them. But you're not going to get it for free. Hi. Can every man, woman, and child in the United States have a cell phone? Yes. Okay, but they can't afford it, so we should all do it for free. No. The kids are going to go start working at the orphanage on the weekend. That is going to stop cleaning up the sea farm. You put 20 hours of community service in every month, we'll give you a free call. How's that? Yeah. You're going to do, but you're going to do something. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But see, that's what happened to a famous boxer. Uh, I think it was Thomas Hearns out in Las Vegas. He, he was arguing with his wife. And his wife told the kid, dial 911, dial 911, daddy's fucking getting angry, dial 911. Daddy didn't hit nobody, but daddy was getting angry. So mommy said, call 911, get the police down here. So daddy said to the kid, give me that damn cell phone. So he took the kid's cell phone away from him. So the police did come down, and the dad was charged with, obviously was charged with domestic violence. But what was even funnier, that dad was charged with stealing for theft for stealing his 10-year-old cell phone. Wow. Yep. And so he had to plead guilty to stealing his son's cell phone. And he had to make a uh, – he, the terms and conditions on the court was that he would never take his child's cell phone away from ever again. <sighs> and that he would apologize to his kids for stealing his kid's phone. And that um, uh, now he's got a record for death. For theft. Steal your own send your own cell phone. Now, what did that teach the kid, though? What did teach? What does it show all people in the United States? That that child is not yours. It's government. The government decides what's best for your child, not you. I don't, I don't care if you're a multi-millionaire. So that's care. legal world. That's legal, not lawful, you're saying. That's what we're all caught in, the legal world. So that child is in ours, and so we, he, he didn't, I got it. Okay. 
The debt is that you can't use my property against me in court. That's not, that that little uh, uh, four foot tall, fucking ninety eight pounds, fucking that creature you see promenading around. Um, that's my property. You can't use my property to cause me harm, hurt, or injury, or loss. That's my property. You can't use me against myself. Yeah. That's me. What you see there is me. That fucking thing came from me. Then I gave it to its mom. And then it came from its mom. It came from me. She labored over it. She has an interest in that as well. Yeah. But like I said, you know, if he created it, you know, that's the guy. That's the, uh, he came from me. But you got to know that. You got to know that. People got to know that again. But you've got to be able to carry it through the court. They'll just call you a crackpot and crazy and everything else, and they'll try to fuck with you big time. Yeah, yeah. And you you, you got to be able to say, uh, what did you just say, Bob? That's your name, right? Your name is Bob? Well, well, you can't say my name. Okay, I can't use your name. Okay. Okay, but you're a man, right? You're you're a man? And he'll say, well, uh, uh, no, I'm not. It's like, yeah, that's what I fucking thought, Bob. You're not a man. You're a, you're a what? You're a judge. Yeah, so is my dog. My dog can tell whether that bone's worth chewing or not. Yeah, that's right. You're a judge. That's right. You're not a man, right? Because a man is liable. A judge isn't liable. A judge is perfect. A man is liable, but the judge is not liable. So, the judge is perfect. In the legal world. In every world, the judge is perfect. You see a picture of a judge in a dictionary, it's a perfect thing. It's a perfect creature. It's loyal. It's honorable. It's just full. It doesn't hurt. It does the right and proper thing at all times. That's a judge. That's the definition okay. of a judge. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't have the definition of a judge as somebody who fucks up all times, somebody who takes kickbacks and bribes. Somebody that's not to be trusted, somebody that's dishonorable. That's not, you're not going to find that in the dictionary. Okay, and that's what the court... And it's just perfect. So when... It's fucking perfect. It's the man who decides to put on a cloak or a cape or the crown or the fucking wig that makes it imperfect. Ah. Uh-huh. The judge is, the judge is always right. Got it. But you don't see a definition in a dictionary, judges are always wrong. You don't see a definition of a judge, somebody who's right sometimes, sometimes wrong. No. You're talking to a judge, you're talking to somebody who's, who's right, who's correct. So you're trying to tell the judge what she did was was incorrect? No, she's going to say, no, it wasn't. I'm a judge, and judges are perfect. And you think she's got an ego problem, and you just got a vocabulary problem. She doesn't. You do. It's your problem, not us. You're the fool, not her. And you're going around, well, oh, I got a creative English language fucking master's degree. Yeah, well, uh, you got a guy here who, uh, you know, finished third from the bottom of the class giving you a fucking grammar lesson, giving you a vocabulary lesson. Like, no, you don't know what a judge is? The judge is perfect. The judge is perfect, but the man is not. Yeah, go look at go look at the definition. Well, I'm not saying a man is not perfect because they can say man. There is no definition of man. It's what you believe a man is. 
That's the same as with God. There's no real definition for God. So that's why we're the image of God. You can't really define it. Everybody's different. Everybody's unique. There's no two men are the same. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you real quick, and while I'm grasping all this in such a different way, this is great. So what about the statute now? That since she is in the legal world, and the statute that the judge sent me saying she did not have power to uh, modify or release her. That's right. She doesn't. But it, it, but the, the statute said that she does. No. Sentencing court does. The judge does. So the court does. Yeah. It's not a judge. Okay. So the court does. How how does that fit in? Well, the judge is not the court, is she? No, but she was representing the court. No, she wasn't. She, oh. she, you've got a very, very severe problem, learning disability, massive, critical, horrible learning disability. You've got some crazy fucking belief of something called a synonym. A synonym? Yeah, yeah. synonym. You think, yeah. something, you think something means the same. Well, it clearly says in that statute, court, you're calling a fucking judge. Why aren't you calling the court? Hmm. You're going in the wrong damn direction, honey. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking for a court, and you're calling out to a judge. Well, hmm. judge is like, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's something about a court. But, uh, honey, um, I'm, uh, the judge doesn't have to fucking explain to you that she's not a fucking court. She's like, uh, you are severely retarded. Wow. So she, doesn't have to talk to an, she doesn't have to talk to an imbecile. She doesn't have to require to talk to an idiot. She doesn't have to educate you. If you don't fucking know, if you're that fucking stupid, it's not her fucking problem. It's all your problem. Your mommy's problem, daddy's problem. Who's ever fucking problem? For some reason, you live in some fantasy world of creative fucking stylized writing, some sort of crazy fucking manipulative poetry fucking hugaboo fucking bullshit club that you hung out in. There is no, in law, there is no synonyms. It does not mean, judge does not mean fucking court. Right. Dog does not mean cat. Yeah, four legs, fuzzy, yeah, okay. Yeah, cat, dog, same thing. Oh, judge, judge, court, same thing. Uh, uh, lady, uh, you got a massive learning disability, and uh, you're wasting every time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. plus she didn't respond. Yeah, you better get rid of your learning disability quick if you want anything, anything to be resolved. And if you've got a learning disability, oh, I could only imagine what you thought it was. Oh, my God. Where's that? Where's that with me? What? Yeah. I could only imagine what she's going through. I'm trying to figure this out. If you can't figure it out, then you're in the real world. And you don't know the stress that you But you couldn't figure it out in the real world. The only problem is we got so many distractions, and I know that sounds like an excuse, but we have been put in a position where to pay electric bill and put food on the table, we are distracted from learning the the law. And it's like you got to quit your life as you knew it. That's what I've done now. I've given up my my work. I haven't seen my kids in seven years, okay? Where are my kids right now? Where are they? Now on the way to Disney World. Wow. Yeah. Where's Daddy? And that's because you are choosing to learn. That's what I've done. I mean, I've, I've pretty much given up life as I knew it so I could decipher is, and learn. Is Daddy. Wow. Carl, 
Daddy. So I'm Daddy. Is Daddy in Disney World too? Nope. Where's Daddy? Right here. Daddy Mark. Spending all this time sharing what you know with me. Daddy's got duties, obligations, and responsibilities to keep those lights on. Daddy doesn't have time to play. When I was a child, I had time to play childish games yep. and childish games. Now I'm a fucking man. There is no fucking other thing for me to do but worry about my liabilities and responsibilities. Yeah. There's no time off. There is no vacations for me. There is no, well, you know, you haven't seen the kids in 70 years. You guys all got back together at 12. Why don't you take the vacation with them to Disney World? You deserve a break. No, I don't. I don't deserve anything but the ability to work and labor and sweat and die. That's what I deserve. The ability to take care of these fucking sentient beings. Until they're on their own. I owe a duty and obligation. I owe a responsibility. I owe them my fucking life. It doesn't mean I get a trip to Disney World every seven years. I get the ability to perform. Wow. Say, well, that's a horrible way to live. No, it's a wonderful way to live because this is my grandfather and his grandfather and his great-grandfather and everybody's grandfather lived this way. That's why we are where we are today. That's why we control the fucking world. And everybody who fucking found joy time and happiness and sunshine sitting on a beach and fucking where is now fucking under the white man's control. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 We run the world. We decide what's up. We decide what's down. We decide what word this word means. We determine. And you people will go change sunshine, rainbows, happiness, whatever the fuck you want. We're running the world. You guys are running around in circles. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. People like me. Like I said, it's almost like a Jewish kind of fucking thing. People like me. Fucking, they do nothing all the time. This is their fucking great joy. This is their great pleasure. It's good in them. It's part of their DNA. It's what makes a cat a cat, a dog a dog. I enjoy working. I enjoy doing what I do. Other people enjoy being in the legal society and controlling other people and stealing things from people and putting people's children into prison. Some people actually enjoy that. And that's what they do. So you've got to learn who, who's doing it to you and why. Or go take another trip to fucking Disney World. Because you know what? You earned it. You you had such a tough time. Mm. I've never even taken my kids out for a hamburger yet. And they're 15 freaking years old is the oldest one. I ain't got time. I ain't got time for that bullshit. I ain't got time. But don't you think that would benefit by your time with them sometimes? I mean, you're their dad. They want to love you. And and they see that they love me by seeing how fucking hard I work. And they do. And they respect me. And they say I'm a great man. And daddy's got to work. Daddy's got to go help people. Daddy does this. He goes all over the world. And people send my kids letters from all over the world in all, all crazy languages. Then your daddy does a great job. And your daddy's really helping a lot of people. So when you're helping these people and you get their kids back, and these people that you've helped, they have their little happy rainbow going to Disney World life. and Or do some of them carry on like what you're yep. doing, you know, which is Jonathan amazing. Does. Jonathan did. Jonathan Jesse does. He's got his own radio show up there in Canada. He's got a huge following. He's waking people up. 
He's helping people get their kids back. He's doing it. So it's uh, up to the person, to the man's choice or will, once they've got their kids back, to what they want to do with it after that. And I told Jesse, if I catch her fucking on the radio shows, helping women try to get their kids back, I'll go to the fucking state and I'll show the child the state how to take fucking those kids away from me forever. You better not be on the fucking radio show teaching this fucking people how to do this shit because your first duty and obligation is the responsibility to take care of those fucking children. So until they're 18, I better not fucking hear your voice on the radio. Can you hear me? And she said, okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. That's right. She's not supposed to be helping other women get their kids back. Her husband could do it. The man could do it when he's got time. Where's that, where's that leave me, Carl? It's like, well, I, I want to learn this, and I want to be able to help people, but I also, I'm a single mom, you know, and my daughter doesn't have any life skills. I've got to get her, once I get her in North Carolina, and she's learning how to live and help people herself, because I believe she will, then... You're not, you're not, you're not her kid. Give us. So where, where does that leave me now, though, with her at being her mom or... You're not a fucking mom anymore. Just like me. Once my kids are 18 and they fucking make their own decisions to make their own decisions, they got to fucking put up with their own fucking, they got to catch the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the best I could. What yeah. part of what I did did you not understand? Did I not fucking talk to you enough? Did I not beat you enough? What did I fucking do to get through to yourself? Yeah. I, now there's this all free will. Now it's between you and your fucking maker. Yep. I, yeah. Yeah. So good. And you got the same opportunities as I have given to me because I didn't have anything talk to me, and I sure didn't land in prison. Yep. Well, like mm-hmm. I said, you that just got you, you could just say you got lucky that you didn't. <laughs> oh, I was a different kind of a uh, girl, woman, though. Obviously, I don't know. Yeah, I got you. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've seen plenty of people who did drugs. I've seen plenty of people who sold cocaine who never spent a day in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Some people get lucky, some people get caught. Yep. Yeah, I guarantee you aren't a saint. Yeah. Yeah, she just got caught. All right, now what about this person, though, that you wrote a letter for, and they were in, like, a four-star area of the prison? Is that feasible? No, because you can't carry it out. I didn't know Jake. Well, they didn't know Jake well enough if he could carry out what that letter meant. Wait, he was a fifty-four year, a 54 year old man. And when a fifty-four year old man speaks, it's going to have a lot more impact and a lot more weight than an eighteen-year-old girly. They might believe that he could actually carry out what that letter says. They might actually believe he actually wrote it. Damn it! So I... they realize they didn't realize they're going to be liable. But when a little eighteen year old girl he writes it, uh, they don't care. They realize they realize little cupcakes. Little cupcakes got no teeth. <laughs> little cupcakes still fucking on the test. Little cupcake can't fucking cut through this fucking paper with a fucking she can't do it. She can't carry it through. They didn't know if Jake could carry it through or not. They were fucking nervous. They were like, oh, I don't know. Oh maybe Jake because Jake wrote it, not me. I didn't put it I didn't say call and says you gotta do Jake, right? Jake said you better do fucking Jake the man right. But Jake the man is going to hold another man fucking liable. Little Susie Sunshine isn't going to fucking be able to scare anybody. Is she? No. No. Because she ain't got a mind right yet. She still ain't got a mind right. 
Yeah, really. I mean, what about... I, I ride motorcycles. I ain't never got a tattoo. I don't even think about getting a tattoo. I never one time in my life said, oh, gee, wish I wish I had a tattoo. I was like, oh, gee, wish I just wish I could break my arm. It'd be so cool to be in a cast. <laughs> Why would I want to damage something that's not fucking broken? Why would I want to potentially hurt something that has no pain and no fucking infections on it right now? Why would I possibly want to fucking do something so insane? To damage the goods. The only thing that comes to my mind is, like you said earlier yourself, is that you can't define man because everybody's unique and individual, and it could be that what one man's pleasure is another man's unpleasure. So, in legal society, being a man in this Judeo-Christian white man's world, there is no fucking place. You do your fucking duty, you do your responsibility, you lay your fucking life down, and you go on. And then the next generation has a shot at it. Okay. Oh, okay. We're not here for our fucking pleasure. That's your crazy culture that you come from, some hippie fucking generation. Yeah. It's not the, it is not the legal society who controls you. It is not their belief. It's the hippies' belief. But unfortunately for you, hippies don't run a courtroom. Unfortunately for you. Because then you'd be right in there. You'd have total understanding. I'd look like a fucking complete moron. You're like, what's this guy going on about? This guy's talking about this and that. They talk, they talk, they, the, when you walk into a courtroom, you're talking to a whole bunch of people like me. You're not talking to your friends. You're not talking to kumbaya people. You're not talking to somebody who's doing fucking metaphysical, transcendental meditation. You're not doing anybody those fucking yogi stretches. These guys don't give a shit. <laughs> Carl, you are something else. You're a whole different animal. And you're trying to equate them to your level. And it's a totally opposite animal. The animals, have, they, are, they might look like you, smell like you, but they are not you. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> a chihuahua might, might look like a dog, but it'll never fucking be a dog for a team dog. It'll never be a husky. <laughs> it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I know. I got it. Yeah. Um, what kind of animal you're dealing with. Yes, it looks like a human. Yes, it looks like a man. But how does his mind work? Why does he get up and why does he do what he does? Who trained him? Who disciplined him? Who monitored him? What makes him do what he does? I could have fucking be a judge. I could have put people's kids in jail. Yeah. I don't, want to, I don't want to fucking do it. I need to be fucking do something and just like, you know what? And then have to have second thoughts. I don't want to have to have second thoughts. When I do it, I'm done. Do I apologize? No. Am I liable? You betcha. Mm. That's it. That's it. If I've done something, it's like, you know what? Wrong means a deliberate wanton intent. It means that I woke up that day and I said, you know what? I'm going to do this today to hurt you. That's wrong. Now, did I make an error in judgment? Yeah. Yeah. I could have made an error, but did I deliberately wake up and say, oh, I'm going to fuck you so bad? All right. No, because that's wrong. You tell the judge that she's done something wrong, she'll explode. Right. She's like, you think I had nothing better to do this morning, but think about your fucking kid, how I can fuck your kid. Exactly. Now, what, ab- what, I- what about my kid having made, seen the error now of her ways? Can she write a letter of uh, rescinding her signature or any of that bullshit? Like, uh, the letter of mistake. At one time, I thought I was doing this. Now, I have a different belief. Or me taking, um, asking for bond or liability. Uh, uh, 
she could. But like I say a billion times, they're going to want to hear you. Right? They're going to want to hear you say that. And then your little cupcake is going to walk in front of me. And I'm going to say, okay, Susie Sunshine, convince me. What does this letter mean? And I'm going to like, uh, you have no fucking clue, do you? Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Same thing with Jonathan and Jesse. Yeah. When the crown, when the, when the crown prosecutor came out the following day, just before he gave it back to kids, he picked up that piece of paper that has the two lines on it and said, uh, who wrote this? And she said she did. And he looked at it and said, okay, a woman's handwriting, great, great. Do you know what this means? And she said, that means you've got to give me back my property, my children. He says, you have no fucking clue what this means, do you? Well, tell whoever fucking wrote this was scared shitless. Huh. Okay? When she when he picked that up, he picked that up to me and said, do you know what this means? I would have just smiled at him. And he said, you definitely know what this means. That's right. There's no doubt about it. I know what this means. And you know exactly what I could do with this, don't you? And he'd be like, yes, sir. Like, I don't need to say anything, do I? No, you don't. That's right. That's how he knows that you know what the fuck you mean. But he knows just by looking at your confidence in the way that you're fucking not doing something. Mm-hmm. Shows him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got this. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I so fucking... You want to, you you want to go there with me? You want you want to try? You want to try me? Oh, let's do this. You got you got a ten minutes, ten hours, ten days, ten years. I'll talk to you as long as you fucking want, and I will show you. It's just like Einstein. You need to equals MC squared. Did anybody tell him? Well, we want to see. You know, you wrote ten thousand volumes on equals MC squared. We need you to uh, give a dissertation and tell us everything you fucking know about equals MC squared. Oh, you really want me to go there? Hmm. You really want to? see if I really know what I'm doing. I just wrote e equals MC squared. Oh, you really want to know if I'm the real deal? Oh, let's do this. Let's go down. It's like, oh, you really want me to do this two word, these two sentences? Like with Bali, I wrote eight words. Oh, you really want me to explain this suit, this claim? This oh, you really want to go there? How many years you got? <laughs> let's do this. You want to take the eight words and think I know what the fuck I'm doing? Or you really want to go down and do this? How, how bad do you want to go? How much time do you want to kill? And they're like, don't call them. We know you definitely fucking know. Thank you. Are you sure now? I got a couple of years. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Mm. You sure? I'll do it. <laughs> you want to try? Go ahead. Be the grand inquisitor. Go ahead. Challenge me. I'll fucking make this fucking look like a fucking... I'll make you feel like you're two inches tall. Do you think you know legal? Do you think you know law? Let's do this. You know, you want to believe the fucking wizard throw shit at me? I'll throw it right back. You want to fucking do this? Let's do this. Let's do it. You want to beat? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love taking on lawyers. Oh, I love taking on attorneys. Oh, I love it. Come on, let's go down. Let's do this. I love taking on charges. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. Once you know the rules of the game. Yeah. And it's all done in with a pure heart. It's not done to make anybody, you know, destroy anybody. It's just to bring forth the truth. And Stan. When I was in court in Alabama, I stood up in court and talked for five hours straight. How many dads could go into a family court and talk for five minutes? It's a miracle. I did it for five hours. That judge wanted to know how bad I was going to fucking nail his ass, including every else in that fucking room. <laughs> he wanted to know. 
if you realize what you could do to us as stealing your property, man to man, oh, you better believe I do. But mm. do. And it's funny, just you know, realizing that all he was doing by asking all those questions wasn't to get to get the kid back. The question was like, how much does this guy know, and how much trouble are we in? Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, but by that time, but the last time I was in the last hearing, the kids were already up in the state of Virginia. They were already out and all that. But I kept pursuing it. I said, like, well, you got the kids back. Why are you asking us to show the reason why the kids were taken in the first place? Because I don't fucking know, and I'm not. Why would my kids take it? This is a petition to show court. Why would my kids take it for six years? Nobody ever told us. We had 17 attorneys. I had nine, and one had eight. Nobody ever told us why. I'm here to find out why. But the kids are already back. They've been back with you guys for a couple months now. I don't give a fuck. You want to fucking answer my questions one way or another? I'm going to drag this out of you. But everybody else, every other mom and dad was just not happy they got the kids back. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Now you're going to get to the bottom of it. You want to know why. Yep, I want to find out why. They're like, well, why are you worried about why? Is that back? There was the grandma up here in Virginia now. You're up here, you know, what, what's the problem? So what was the why call? What did you figure? Money? Money for Alabama? For money? The federal government reimburses them. That's what, yeah. I mean, I learned that early in the, down in Daytona Beach. I was found out that if, I, if they let you go within 24 hours, if the town or the city arrested you, the city had to pick up the tab for housing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they arrested you and they kept you over 24 hours, but less than 31 days, the county picked the bill up. If they kept you for over 31 days, the state picked the bill up. Okay. So obviously the city didn't want to pay the bill, so they tried to keep you there for three days. 24 hours, three days, 72 hours on the weekends, whatever, Monday. They try to keep you huh. at least three days. Because they have to fucking pay for it. If they let you go early. But if, if you could be in there 31, 32 days, the state would pick up the tab. Yeah, that's for your other kids, though, right? What's that? And then after a year, it's what's that? It was for. I'm still trying to follow the the thirty the days that was for your other kids, not for your first kid. You said you had other kids taken, and is this they, 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 right the, they were taken right out of the hospital immediately, and never given a reason why either. How long was it? A year? No. Oh. This went on for six years. What, Carl? This went on for six years. Jeez. As one kid was born, was taken from the hospital. The next kid was born, was taken. The next kid was born, a couple of minutes after he was born, was taken. I was wondering that why, too. That was insane. Never. Why? It was money for the government. Well, I know. That's where we're, that's where I'm at now, but I don't understand the, the keeping them for 31 days, how that led you to your answer of what you were looking for. Why? They took your kids. No, no, no. I said it's just. I said you said it's for the money. I said yes. They take your children into custody because it's money. Yeah. My, my kid is Darren's kid. If he's a category five kid, they get almost a million dollars a year. If he's a category class one bounce kid, they only get about twenty thousand dollars. Okay. 
So when the nurse refused to put down he was a class five, that he was a class one, the social worker said the next time he comes in here for an exam, he's going to be a class five. He's going to be deaf, dumb, blind, and crippled. Uh-huh. And the, the doctor lady said, well, whatever you guys do outside of the hospital, I don't fucking care. But what I see in front of me today is a category one. He comes back in six months, he's a category six. I'll put uh, category five, he's a category five. So I said, holy shit. Mm. I fucking said to the fucking mom, we got to go to the Capitol. Yeah. I can report this. And as soon as we did, we had a hearing the next day. When we had a hearing the next day, we're like, good, that social worker's going to get fired. She's so fucked. When we had a hearing the next day, this judge said, you are never to ever have fucking contact with that child ever again. You are never to have visits, contact, or see him ever again. They didn't come after the social worker for doing that. They came after me and the mom for reporting her. Oh. She was... She was going to make a million dollars a year for the state. Uh-huh. We were, we were going to take that fucking honeypot away from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a million dollar baby. And they knew it. And they were not giving it up. And then you found many more when you did go and get your son. Yeah. So like a honeypot for the state. They were not going to fucking release that fucking kid to us ever. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Big money. It's just like when they let all of it, when 9-11 came in 2001, they put all those fucking people in New York City in Pilgrim State Mental Hospital. Uh, not Pilgrim State, the other one. Uh, Pennsylvania? Pilgrim, Pilgrim State was out on Long Island, the other one. Uh, Jersey? Wait. Uh, just... No, it's a, it's a famous uh, psychiatric center in uh, New York City. It's uh, Bellevue. Oh, okay, Bellevue. Yeah. Like thousands of fucking guys in Bellevue Hospital after the 9-11 attack because they were considered terrorists or had terrorist thoughts or terrorist activity, terrorist potential. They stayed in there for almost 10 years without ever being charged with a crime. Oh. For all released in 10 years because this New York City was getting $2.1 million a year for everyone that they held there for the United States government. Oh, my God. The government took away the $2.1 million. They released thousands of these men back onto the street that next day. That's incredible. So a bunch of psychos. So a bunch of bad, bad men. Yeah, oh, that's a bad man. He's a He's got terror in his heart. He's got a loss in his heart. Yeah. But as soon as the United States government withdrew the funding from Bellevue, all those supposed terrorists were all let go. And these were probably men who had no wives, no kids, no mom, no dad out in the real world fighting for them. Just probably just guys walking down the street. Right. And they said, well, who's going to fucking defend these guys? Who's going to fucking camp if we fucking lock them up forever? Who's going to camp? They get $2.1 million a year for these potential terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. And that, we never hear about that. Never read about it. Never hear about it. I was on the news. It was on the news saying about how to release all these people from uh, Bellevue Hospital. Like they just released like thousands of people into the streets one day. Oh, yeah. That's not going to go undetected. Like, wait a second. Where's all these guys coming from? Yeah. They're coming from Bellevue. What were they doing in Bellevue? So what what became of these people? Wow. that's This is a, such a... Deep, deep rabbit hole. 
See, I think about people when they've been locked up in any form like that. What happens when they get out and they have no skills or they've been psychologically damaged and then nobody to stand for them? I do think about that. Well, it's like it's like your kid. Yeah. Why is your kid in jail and not tens of thousands of other people's kids that do the same damn thing? Money. Well, obviously, you have that kind of influence or pull or that kind of money. They're not afraid of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought I was trying to learn to do. I felt like it was a, even though we went through this whole history, and I am definitely on board with you on, you know, being, teaching your kids and being like that, and then all of a sudden we've switched, and now we see where. Look at that crazy letter you wrote, okay? That crazy letter. If I wrote a letter, it'd be three or four words, and I'd be done. Okay. That'd be it. I wrote a whole entire lawsuit in eight words. I can't do the shortest lawsuit in the history of England. 700 years of legal nonsense going on in England. I guarantee it was the shortest lawsuit they ever had filed. Huh. Yeah. The suit is tiny. Just make your suit nice and simple. That's the suit. It's got a it's, it's black tie, got a vest, got a jacket, bare slacks, that's the suit. I don't got to put no accoutrements on it. I don't got to fucking wrangle it. That, that, that works for me. It's a suit. It's good enough. I don't got to fucking decorate it. I'm fine. I'm gonna put mm-hmm. it. Okay. It gets the job done. And you won't give me that unless you feel a certain something coming from me and my daughter right now. They challenge you. They try you. They say, you know what those uh, three words mean? And me, I smile. Well, I'll I, smile. I, I, I say, let's dance. I'll smile and, and say, let's dance. I'll do whatever. And then they'd realize you can't even waddle, and then you're full of shit. <laughs> it's that easy. It's so easy to know to pick out a fucking, uh, a, a, you know, an impersonator, an imposter, amongst them. That's why I use those words like syphilis. That's what a syphilis is. It's a call out the enemy with tennis. Only people who would go to dedicated to the Quran would be crazy enough to try to walk into Mecca during Ramadan. Because if you walk into Mecca during Ramadan, somebody comes up to the street and asks you a question, a basic central question that every good Muslim would know that's what's inside of the Quran, and you don't fucking utter the fucking answer properly, it's instant death. So if you want to be in Mecca during Ramadan, you better be a devout Muslim. But someone's going to walk up to you and ask you a question. And if you don't answer it exactly correctly, mm-hmm. it's well, What's it going to take for me to know that and teach that? It, 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 I guess it, it, it's like I said, to me, it's so simple, it's, but it's a lifestyle. Well, it has become my lifestyle. I mean, like I said, I've let go of my business. I've let go of a car. I've let go of anything that's going to distract me from being able to try and learn my way through this. I go to Carolina. I spend time with my mom. She's alone. My dad passed. I'm there at months at a time. Come back here, set up a visit so I can go see my daughter. And the rest of the time, I'm 
I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be in front of the computer and learn what I don't know what else to do. I mean, I feel for the moment that time is urgent as far as her her health. I mean, I want to enjoy her. I might have screwed up and not known and not taught her, but now that I do, I know a whole lot more than the average Joe below walking down the street. And she'll get it too, I'm sure. Yeah. She's just in a very weakened mental state. A lot of different things have happened. I want those words, Carl, and I won't use the words until I know what the hell that they mean. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's just something simple. It's like when I start all my shows, when I do a seminar or something like that, like especially when I did it over in England. I said, I said, I said to the crowd, I said, Beach me off. He had a, um, he had a heme. And I'm waiting to hear somebody said back. Because I was calling out to the fellow Muslims that were in the crowd. Uh-huh. Saying, please, to God, in the name of Allah. Saying, like, whenever you sneeze, that's what you say. Whenever you have something to eat, that's what you say. Whenever you're going to start a meeting or a prayer, that's what you say. And nobody shouted it out. I said, I guess we've got Hindis here. There's nobody from Pakistan, is there? Hmm. But I've seen a whole bunch of Hindis, like Bali. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, we're from India. So, yeah, I was just wondering if there's any Pakistanis in the group. And he's like, no, there's not. I said, okay. Because okay. you guys do know what I just said. Who was a Muslim. So that's what I'm saying. It's just like when you go on the court. The judge could just say, oh, you want to dance? Let's dance. He says something to me. Boom, I could say it right back. He said, fuck it. I'm not, a, I'm not going around with you. You do know. Yeah, I do know. Mm. The same said, like if you get caught in the city of Mecca during Ramadan and you're not a Muslim, it's instant death. They're going to ask you something. They're going to just, they're going to sneeze and they're going to say, peace me up. And you're supposed to say it back. And you don't. They're going to realize you don't belong here. That you're gonna maybe have a bomb, maybe you're gonna blow them up. You know, maybe you're gonna get near that holy rock, maybe you're gonna come near that temple and kill a lot of them. So they're gonna do it for self-preservation. Same thing the legal society does to you. You wanna pretend that you're one of them, or that you got the inside track, that you're an honorable man, and you're gonna do the right thing? And they're gonna call you out. And they're gonna see if you're for real. And when they find out that you're not for real, they're gonna say, oh well, like Dean Clifford. Hopefully he's gone for a very long time. Because it would have been very easy for him just to keep his word if he was a man. And it's very easy for him, if he couldn't keep his word, to call up that other man and let the other man know immediately, I'm sorry, I won't be able to keep my word today. Why not? Because of this, this, and this. Okay, not a problem. And when you see a fellow man, you're supposed to forgive him. You're supposed to say, okay, I understand. Because I'd wish you to forgive me of my debts. Mm-hmm. I'd wish you to forgive me of my obligations if I call on you one day. And I requ- and I ask you, please let me break my word to you. Yeah, yeah, they do have that. Yeah, but like I said, why should they? If if he won't keep his word, why bother with him? Right. You know, there's no more use for him. Yeah. You know, now, now turn him over to the legal society. Have the legal society have on him. Yep. We- so, like I said, once the legal society gets him, oh, they're gonna beat the crap out of him. Hmm. And that's basically what they, what they do when they they say to you guys, well, you know, um, we'll give you bail for all the bonds, we'll let you out, you know, but you just got to do this, you know, you got to do this, this, and this. And that's all I tell people. If they can't do it, just say, look, honestly, I just said it so I get the fuck out of there. Now, honestly, I'm going to have to, uh, 
I realized that this is going to, you know, you know, be unbearable. Yeah. It's, it's or cause me harm because of X, Y, and Z, whatever. Yeah, I thought I could handle 500 pounds of weight. And I thought I could carry it, but honestly, I can't. It's a little bit too much for me. Yeah. So let's modify for now. Yeah. And that work with you. I, yeah. Can I can I come in tomorrow and talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's it. And then, and then they say, holy shit. We got a fucking man in front of us. We got a fucking honorable man. We got somebody we can work with. We got somebody that we can let loose in society and realize society's going to be okay. <laughs> this man one here. Yep. Yeah. Oh, with Dean Cliff, they're like, oh, fuck no. He's crazy. He won't keep his word. He does this, he does that. Oh, we let him loose in society. You know what? He doesn't give a shit about society. He only gives a shit about his own fucking wants, his own needs, his own concerns. He doesn't care. He just got full of uh, ego when he got out. Full of puffed up ego. Cause he... I, I, I can't judge the man on what, what he had or did not have. But what I did know is that he had to keep his word. And I guarantee he went back on his word. Yeah. Thank you, Carl. Honestly. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go for a while. You are? Yeah, I'm going to have to go for a while. Yeah. That's fine. All right. So, Carl, can uh-huh. I, you're invited to come here when you come. You said you were in Chesapeake last weekend or something. Or if I come to Charlottesville, visit my daughter or go up there, can I see you? Can we, can I meet you? And just, yeah, we'll see. And it's not like you have to entertain me or teach me. Just kind of, I pick it up just because I just admire you and how strong you have stood in this. You just really opened my eyes up a lot more today, more than I thought I was going to get. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll see. All right, Paul. Well, got my Facebook link, okay? And you got my email. I mean, um... Yeah, you got my email too. So if I cross your mind or whatever, something comes up, please. Uh, yeah. I'll that stuff soon enough. I'm just really, really busy. Yeah, I know. All right, but I appreciate it, Carl. I mean, really, if I could help out, help you move, help you get set up on any computer stuff to my abilities of computer work, whatever, just call on me. All right. All right, Carl. Thank you. All right. Take care, Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.